So I don't want anybody to think that anything special happens because we're over here. We pretty much do the same thing. So it's not that big of a deal. Um, just feel like it's more. Uh, it's just it to me. It just feel like it's just easier to be over here. To be honest, and uh, yeah, it's more user friendly, and you got people. I, I, just, I just wanted it to be over here, basically. Um, but other than that, uh, here we go. This is episode two hundred six of the First and Frame Rates podcast. Myself, VF Ball. I got DJ eighty one here. We're gonna have Bills in here earlier. DJ just left. I don't know why. Maybe he saw something that I don't know, but eh, that's okay. Uh, so it, it's just gonna be me right now. Hopefully, we can get some more people in here. I'm gonna let people know. Uh, most people already know on YouTube that we are live, or whatever the case may be. I so, hit the uh, wrong button. I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. You're good. I, I thought something <laughs> happened. So I was like, okay, you, you ran off. So I, I know it's gonna probably get some more people kind of used to pe- uh, coming over here to do the po- for the podcast. So um, that's why I did a stream yesterday to get everybody to let everybody know that, you know, we are going to be over here and we're going to upload the podcast on YouTube after the show is over. Uh, So today we basically we're going to be talking about uh, Kobe Bryant. You know, he passed away a year ago. We're going to have a little thoughts about not only his passing, but how things how do we feel about his passing a year later with everything going on? The Super Bowl is set. We got Chiefs and Bucks, so uh, we're going to talk about a little bit about the Super Bowl, how things stand now. Um, they're going to be playing what in a week from now or whatever. No, mm-hmm. yeah, on the fifth. There's going to be almost two weeks from now. They're playing February. Uh, is it February second or February ninth? They're playing the Super Bowl. Be the first. Uh, it's usually the first February seventh? of the month. The seventh. Oh, the seventh. Okay, okay. So it's the seventh. Okay. So it's basically almost two weeks away. What's mm-hmm. going on, Optimus Goop? Thank you for coming through. Uh, we're going to be on Twitch now live, but you can also find the podcast over there on uh, YouTube once we're done. So, like I said, we're going to be talking about the Chiefs and Bucks, and also we're going to we're, we're going to uh, talk about these developers versus uh, management because I think that's something that no, not too many people talk about much as far as uh, game development. Most people really just talk about the management or whatever. I mean, they mostly just talk about the devs and not the management. And with that being said, it's it's really a problem because a lot of devs have their hands tied. And I think that's something that we, we really need to talk about because outside of the sports gaming world, you got a few games out now that's dealing with that same issues. You know, you got some developers being moved around. You got some developers that are uh, basically um, getting hindered as far as development, or de- developing a game. You have all kinds of things going on with that. So we're going to talk about that. But uh, without uh, anything else, uh, DJ, how have you been? Well, I say this weekend has been a good weekend. Um, I was telling VF earlier that I got a new desk. It's nice and spacious. I think I took a picture of it, and I think I posted it on Twitter, but I know I posted it on Instagram. I got everything set up nice and clear. The old desk got moved over, and now what occupies that desk is my old monitor. I have yet to set up the the old computer, like the old PC, and, and that will occupy that old desk. But this new desk... I swear, and it came with some gay-ass stickers uh, originally, and um, I didn't put those stickers on there, because this desk is all black, has a carbon fiber look to it. 
So um, you you, you kind of got one. I got, I got one like that too. It's a carbon fiber look on the uh, on the, on, the uh, on the surface, and I got a cup holder here, and I got a headset holder there. We probably got the same exact one. Yeah, we probably do. You got the same head setup. Send send me a link of what you got, and I'll tell you exactly the one that my wife bought me for Christmas because it sounds like that's it sound like that's the one that you got. Yeah, this, I think. but it's a it's a pretty slick desk though. It's really nice. Oh yeah, I, I love it, it. it looks real nice. Does it have the little uh, indention in the front where like yeah, goes? the indention right here and it curves yeah, we in. The same, we got the same exact desk. <laughs> it's a damn shame. We got the we got the same desk. We damn near got the same. We damn near got the same uh, chair. Like, what are we doing here? Oh, and, and, and people may not and people may not even know. A while back when we got our when we got our four K TVs, we got the same four K TV. <laughs> That's crazy. That is nuts. And, and, and hey, I'm gonna let y'all know that's not coordinated. None yeah, of that was that coordinated. Is nowhere near coordinated. That is definitely by coincidence. We just happen to be on the same wave, same wavelength. Right. Um. One more time, Bill. I mean, I'm sorry about Bills. I'm typing Bill's name. Let everybody know your Twitch channel real quick, because I'm about to put a banner up. Was that Bills in the chat or? No, 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 no. I want you to put your, let everybody know your Twitch channel because I'm about to put it oh, up on, in the banner. Right Actually, it's right there in the chat. It's EVO325. Okay, you put it in. Okay, okay, cool. No, cool, no, cool. I didn't put it in. That's what pops up. Oh, I, I yeah, forgot. We're on Twitch. Twitch. I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> we're on Twitch. I forgot. I forgot. All right. So, okay. So, we already going to deliver the first L on Twitch goes to BF. We kind of. Yeah, because I'm, I'm totally. To <laughs> I, I totally forgot that we're on, we're, we are on um Twitch. Uh, that is mm -hmm. totally my fault. See, that it, it's, it's, and I don't want to have been promoting this for a while and mm -hmm. I still can't get it right. That's why you got the L. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, right? Hold on, mm -hmm. what did I do? Did I mess that up? Oh boy, is another L on the way? No, no, no. It's a banner that I thought I put up, but I, I didn't put it up yet. Good, because it's misspelled. Because there was a banner I was about to put oh, up. That would definitely been like a minor L. <laughs> yeah, I definitely was gonna do that. So we're we're still getting the kinks out over here as far as us doing the podcast today. I'm, clearly, I'm the one that's making all the mistakes. Oh, but, trust uh, Bill, me, I'll probably make a mistake here. Yeah, I'm so used to I'm, I'm so used to being on YouTube. I, I totally forgot, but uh, nevertheless, uh, Bills is here. Um, Bills, are you uh, willing to speak or let everybody know what's going on with you? Because I know you. Oh, yeah. Why make it sound like I'm under under hostage or something? Am I willing? No, to speak? no, no. Because because your, your camera's not on. You're on mute. I was kind of worried. Like, no, okay, I'm, I'm, eating. I'm eating. I'm eating. That's why. Because we yeah. like, uh, just like, oh well, we eat on the pod. I'm like, fine, whatever. So that drinking right now. So, <laughs> well, that's that's sponsorship. That shit don't count. Well, it's not sponsorship until I show it. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, nah. Um, I'm here. I'm just, I'm just eating and waiting to roast people. So, oh, don't yeah. mind me. He's got got a list. Got okay. A list. And oh, apparently, yeah. I, had a, I had a request. I had a request to 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 sing tonight. Apparently, as long as it's not copyrighted music, which I'm sure it's your own stuff. Well, I mean, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be a problem if he sends it. Right? It shouldn't be a problem if it's if it's acapella. It should be. Now I'm about to say, and I don't think Earth. Twitch is that sensitive, is it? No, I think Twitch is that sensitive. Remember, y'all were getting. I know we were on YouTube last time, and I started to hum something. You was like, we try to get us all banned off of YouTube. But yeah, that's YouTube. But, uh, but look, Twitch, I, I I never had a problem with Twitch, so I don't know. I mean, yeah, Twitch is. Twitch has a stricter algorithm, from what I hear. So I, I would be careful. But it's your if you sing your own tune, then that's fine. 
I'm like, it's your well, song. Well, I, I had a song request, so I can't just sing my own shit oh, when yeah, somebody right. you did. Yeah. yeah, I do remember. What was the song again? Um, Can You Stand the Rain? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's and I'm not singing the whole damn thing either, motherfucker. Yeah, just, just, pay just, for sing, that. just sing the, uh, was it the second, I guess the second uh, part of it? That's the part that really hits. So we're going we're, we're to challenge you on that one. <laughs> so I I don't know if you got the title yet, Bills. Um, we're gonna be talking about uh, we're gonna talk about Kobe. You know, he passed away a year ago. I think it was today. Yeah, I think it was today. Today. And, yeah, and then you're gonna um talk about the Chiefs and Bucks. You know, they're going to the Super Bowl. We're gonna, we're gonna dwell into that a little bit because you know. Carlos was gaming from this couch. What Sorry, I, I got I got an ad <laughs> when I was logging into the fucking uh stream on Twitch. I'm like, fuck is ad. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about the ads. Um, and um, we also gonna talk about suits um, versus devs. Uh, basically, we're gonna talk about not necessarily versus like one against another. We're just gonna talk about how things are when um, when de- devs basically have their hands tied. Because I, I didn't talk about, I didn't say this earlier, but you look at a situation like cyberpunk, and we know the story about that now. And you talk about like what's going on with Diablo two. I mean, we rarely talk about that game, but you see with that with Diablo two. They're just taking dev from another game and try to get them to fix that game. Also, another game we didn't talk about, which is rumored, Resident Evil Four probably having developer issues too. So uh, we're, we're gonna we, we can dwell into those three, and I guess we could tie it back into the sports games because a lot of people look at the devs as the problems, but the, over the years we pretty much know what the real problem is. You know, the guys over their head is making them do all this other stuff like SpongeBob and. All this other and all these other crazy things like the, the yard and you know and extra stuff like superstar care, you you, you kind of see what I'm saying. It, it's a lot of stuff going on that's not necessarily the guys who are designing the games. It's not their fault, and and it's 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 been trickling outside of sports gaming for a very long time. But I guess it's you know we can touch on it a little bit. So um, Bills, uh, I know DJ did his intro. Uh, Bills, uh, you could do yours, and we could just go ahead and get started. Yeah. Um. I had a pretty decent weekend. I enjoyed both of the games that were competitive games for the most part. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I, I enjoyed the weekend and enjoyed the games, and I'm excited for the Super Bowl. So let's get into these topics. All right, all right. So I guess we can talk about uh, – we just go ahead and get into it. Let's talk about Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant passed away in a tragic helicopter crash a year ago today, and it's a uh, it's it's really been overshadowed by a lot of things that's happened since then. But um, when you really look at it, and if you look at the hindsight twenty twenty, uh, you really could look twenty <laughs> twenty. You could really um, think about it like that possibly could have been the real beginning of a shitty year, and that's what it pretty much ended up being. But uh, with the passing of Kobe. Like I said, it was really overlooked. Not too many people really talked about it throughout the year of 2020 because of COVID, and you saw everything that happened with this, with the injustice of, um, you know, police Michael. officers. What? Yeah, there Floyd. you go. There Floyd. you go. George Floyd, and you see other people that uh, is coming out with Breonna Taylor's case, you know, and then you know, and that, and then all the stuff about. Um, the kneeling on outside of the NFL. It, it, it was just so much stuff going on. Kobe Bryant was basically put on the back burner and it's, it's kind of jacked up that it happened that way. But this, this 2020 is a, is a, is a, a, was a year that I don't think that 
hopefully that we'll never see again. Nothing like that. It was crazy. But um, DJ, I'm gonna let you go first. How do you feel about Kobe's death a year later? And and does it? I, I mean, I know this is a cheesy question, but um, how does it affect you when you look back on it? Well, I'm an obsessive person when an event like that happens. Um, I remember a car accident I was involved in that, you know, somebody lost their life in. I was constantly online trying to research everything, one, about that person that passed away because, you know, I, I feel that we're all connected in some form or fashion. So when it came to uh, Kobe, I literally was online looking up like, okay, do they have pictures of the crash? Okay. What were the weather conditions? You know, what, uh, who was on board and, you know, checking out the reports. I remember initially they said that Rick Fox was on board and Rick Fox was like, no, I wasn't. So that kind of like affected, you know, his family and his things. Um, but the more I kept looking in, the, the worse it got. It was like that rabbit hole of digging and digging and digging until I actually saw the crash sites, that uh, pictures that were uncensored. So it's it's still troubling to this day because it all could have been avoided. The weather conditions were what they were when it happened, before it happened. The pilot thought he could navigate through it. Um it kind of reminds me of, I guess, another situation where, you know, where aircraft, whether it's like a private jet or a helicopter, flies too low in a situation, in a weather situation, whether it's fog or lack of visibility, and they either crash into the side of a mountain, and which in this case, that's what happened with Kobe. And, and you know, we talk about Kobe. We also got to talk about his daughter. And... Also, there were other people on board that we that totally get thrown to the wayside. There were several other people that lost their lives. Their families were affected by the whole thing. So it's almost like we, I, I mourn for Kobe. I mourn for his daughter, mourn for his family, but I also mourn for the others that lost their lives in that helicopter crash that honestly could have been prevented. So that's the, it just troubles me because it could have been prevented. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, when you look at it back, when you look at uh, back on it, yeah, it absolutely could with the weather and how things played out. It was, it was a really tragic thing, but I'm not going to get into my spill yet. I'm, I want to know what Bill's think is. He's more of a basketball guy than me and you DJ. So I want to know how it affects him. Bill's how, how did, how did this uh, death affect you and how does it, how did it, does it impact you a year later? I mean, when it first happened, it was more so shock. It, it took me a couple of days to even process the fact that it happened, honestly. Um, it, it just was it was surreal. It's like, you know, you see him on Stephen Jackson and Matt Barnes' podcast just a couple of days ago. And then, you know, he passes away. And it was almost like one of them things where you're hoping it's a hoax. Oh, somebody's doing some bullshit and making up a story. And then you find out that it's true. And it's just like, really? Like, this is like, it's crazy. So it's like, it's shit you can't even imagine. So, you know, I was good for the first couple of days. I was just kind of more so in shock. But then, like, I remember I took a drive and I just, like, broke down. Like, it just came out of nowhere. And I was just crying. I'm just like, this is crazy. 
Um, and you know, it's one of them things where you, you think you're good until you find out that you're not really good and you've been holding in emotions that you didn't really even realize you were holding in. Um, and then again, when his funeral was on TV and they played the deer basketball, um, video, which I had never even heard before. And then I broke down again because it was just crazy. It was no um, way. I, I didn't even watch it. I couldn't even watch it. I try. I I tried my best not to, but it was something that I felt like it. You know, I, I just kind of had to. It right. was obligatory for me, and um, you know, everybody breaking down. It was just sad. But then, yeah, once they started playing that video, dear basketball, and it sounded like eerily as if he was like saying goodbye to all of us and not basketball, and that's when I right. just broke down. Um, a year later, I'm good. It still sucks. Um, but you know, I remember him more for the person he was and the basketball player that he was and all the information that's come out about all the people that he's helped and inspired since then kind of brings more so joy than pain at this point. So that's where I'm at, honestly. Yeah, my thing is, to, for me, Miss Goo says, I, I did the same thing, DJ. I watched vids on YouTube trying to make sense of how it happened. You know, I... I I took a time, like, while I was in college, I um, I worked at an airport, and I, I kind of know how these things go when you know, I used to work for United Airlines uh, for a brief moment while I was in college. So I kind of know how this thing work with the weather and, th and everything, getting um, planes off of the uh, tarmac and on the runway and stuff. So I know how things go with that. Helicopters are a little bit different, but... Once I found out that the weather was involved, it was either one or two things. It was like the weather just surprised them or the pilot ignored and come to find out, it seemed like that's what happened. The pilot basically ignored yeah. what happened. Because, I mean, you know, like, weather just don't shift that fast to something happen. Yeah, you have wind gusts and stuff like that happen, but it doesn't shift to the point where any aircraft is just going to fly straight into the side of a, a mountain or something like that. It's just not going to happen. So it, he, the weather was bad, and it come to find out the pilot was just was being negligent, and it, it, it kind of sucks. But when I found out, my whole game room was upstairs at the time because, you know, that's where it was. And it came across the wire on my phone. And immediately I thought it was some website that was playing around. You know what I mean? Like you, you get, you know, like the, the media takeouts or just that. And, you know, these funny websites that, that be saying stuff. You're like, all right, this is a, okay. Who sent this to me? And then I think. Like right after that, I got another notification that it came from Yahoo Sports, and that's when it immediately hit me. I was like, "Whoa, wait a minute! How did Kobe pass?" And I was just in shock. So what I did, I came downstairs and I showed my wife because you know she was, you know, I just because I was just in awe. I was like, "I want you to look at my phone," and she looked at it. And she was like, "Wait a minute, is that real?" And it to this day. To, to, for me personally, to this day, I still feel like it's unreal because of everything that happened in 2020. Like I said, Kobe's death was kind of swept under the rug, especially after the the funeral that was at in, in um at, at Laker um like at Staples Center. After that, nobody really said much about it. I mean, it kind of was brought up when NBA 2K21 did their thing, and mm -hmm. <clears throat> even when basketball was. When basketball came back after, you know, them taking time off and everybody went down to Florida, there wasn't much talk about it. And people were just more worried about 
playing actual games. And it, it, it's not it's not any disrespect to Kobe or anything. It's just that it was so much going on. It it, it was kind of like an afterthought, afterthought, almost to the point where when it was mentioned, you'd be like, wait, wait a minute. Kobe, Kobe's gone. You know what I'm saying? Because to me, like, like I said, to this day now, I still feel like he's here because, yes, it was a big impact because of who he was and how and, and what happened. But it's like the way 2020 played out with so much going on and all the stuff I mentioned about 2020, we didn't even talk about the election. We didn't talk about that. So that's extra stuff that was added on. Yeah. The, on That was extra stuff that added on to the year. Uh, you know, unknowingly, Kobe's death was an afterthought. That's why sometimes when I, when I thought, of, even when I thought about putting it on the, on the titles of this podcast, I was thinking like, it's. I still take a back sometimes, like thinking like, wait a minute, Kobe's really not here with us anymore, because it, it just it. I don't think any of us really had the chance to process it. And it's not because we just forgot about him. It's just like it was so much that went on last year. And it was like nobody really, I mean, outside of his family, I'm pretty sure Shaq and Shaq's family and other people that was close to him, they were able to process. Even the basketball world was like, you know, not not just about just the world in general is like, they're always coming through thinking it, it hits them hard every time because you don't think about it because so much have happened. And I think that's the, I think that's probably one of the things that we're probably going to be dealing with for maybe the next few years. It, it's still hard because of what happened on top of every, everything that happened in 2020. So, but to me is like, um, today I'm like, Somewhat in denial, but I understand it. But it's it's still tough because I don't think any of us, you know, regular fans had was chance had a chance to process it because so much happened last year. Spec Pooh says it's been a full year and I'm still in denial that he's gone. See, I, and I I totally can understand that. I can understand that. Antonio Wilson says I was shocked when my brother texted me about it. Yeah, yeah, we all were. I was shocked when I found out about it. But like I said, I, I think it's where. If you're caught off guard about it, you can still be shocked about it. I I, I feel that sometimes. So, I don't know. Fun, I mean, oh, go ahead. It's funny because um, the way I found out, my sister texted me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, stop playing. This is a joke. Right. And then that's when I went on Twitter and I was like, oh, shit. Really? I'm like, it just to relate to another superstar tragic death. It still kind of hits me the way Sean Ta- Taylor's death hit me. Well, he, he was murdered, uh, basically. So right. It was just like, and it was thoughts that at, at the last second, you know, hit. I think his was more stinging to me because there was hope that he was going to make it. Like right. last week, we heard about him that that November weekend was that oh he he blinked or he squeezed somebody's hand. It was like it was like. Oh, he looks like he's going to make it, and then the next morning, Sean Taylor has passed away. Right, like, and then you think about it with a sh- he got what shot in the leg, so you wouldn't think that yeah. it was something. You wouldn't think it something like that would happen. You know, it was, it was really weird how he ended up passing. Because when you hear about anybody getting shot in the leg, you be like, you know, you have that big artery right there in your thigh. Yeah. But you, 
you still wouldn't think if somebody got shot in the leg, you'd be like, okay, they're going to make a recovery. He may be out for football for half a season and he's going to be back. But, you know, there it is that artery there. And, and you know, there's a chance that it could get hit. But yeah. nine and times then, out of 10, when you think about it, you don't think it's going to happen like that. And then on top of that, just my specific background, because just like BF has, has his background, with aviation i have a background in aviation when i was in the air force i actually dealt directly with uh with an aircraft uh, i was a radar surveillance tech so when it came to weather yeah it's we know we know what's going on and we direct traffic the best best way we know how we have they have specific flight rules that they have to go by we give them instructions they have to follow it if they're not following instructions we get on them about it um and yeah so that was i would definitely say that was pilot error like he thought he could make it and they said i think the clearance was if it was another eight feet mm-hmm. he would have cleared it he would have cleared it right so it was yeah so it, it was all like he felt determined to do so and and uh Maybe it was probably just best for them to wait maybe another hour or so before they took it's um, just, uh, took off. Just to add another thing, it's just like, see, this one wasn't weather-related. When Aaliyah died, the pilot right. allowed all that luggage to be put on in, knowing waiting, that, wait, that wait, was wait way and beyond the... Right, waiting wait, wait, wait and balance is a huge deal when you're flying. There is a really big deal. It's one of the is like when I was working for United Airlines at the time. That was one of the biggest things we worried about when taking off because the weight of the planes that we did, we did the smaller jets, so all the luggage was in the back and the passengers in the middle, and you know the pilots. And, but the weight that the the luggage was had to be, you know, at least balanced enough for the passengers. If not, it, it can go down. And right. like you said, that's exactly what happened. You know, see, it's really weird. Uh, Pooh also says if this felt like when Michael Jackson died. Mm, I think Michael Jackson. Once we figured out the circumstances of Michael Jackson, we kind of. Eh, I'm not gonna go there. Uh, yeah, because I think he was murdered. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like when we learned about Michael Jackson, we knew his situation, but that doctor was a little bit on the. Yeah, he was, yeah. he was being a little shady. Right, um, exactly. I That's what like. this, and all of a sudden he was out for the out for the count. Like, what? Right. See, exactly what Optimus Goobs just said. He said, it's crazy. All the other flights are grounded due to the fog. Kobe pilot with the head. Exactly what we said. It's like, it's not necessarily because of the, because there was two things that could have been a possibility. The wind or the or the uh, weather just went wildly, you know, erratic at the last second or the pilot was felt that he can go. And, that, and that's basically what happened. Yeah. So, um. Unfortunately, you know, everybody, you know, passed, even the pilot did. And, and you know, you, you think about it sometimes it's like, what if or what should have happened and this, that and the third. And, and you know, it, it, you don't want to do that. But when you look at things like this, it's like that's the only thing you can lean on. And you don't want to keep thinking like that because it, it gets depressing after a while. You know, uh, just thinking like, oh, what if this happened? What if that happened? You're like, you know, well, I'll tell you what, it did start the year of hell. Yes, it did. It definitely did. And like I said earlier, I was like, what if, like, you know, we look back on it, it's like, was that really the precursor to, like, thinking, like, okay, this is going to be a shitty year, but what everything happened once, you know, you know, Rudy Covert, you know, you know, Covert, not Govert, when he started touching everything and the, the virus went across the, the, the whole NBA, the whole country just shut down. And after that, to be quite honest, 
nobody really, and it sucks, but nobody really thought about Kobe like that, to be honest. I, I, I ain't going to say not nobody, but social media as a collective, the society, the media as, the regular media as collective started worrying about this virus and how the president is handling it. Nobody thought it like Kobe was an afterthought, and it sucks. But I think that, like I said, that's one of the reasons why we still are in shock when we think about it. Like, oh shit, because not many people with all the stuff going on, we never really got to process it properly. Anyway, um, anything else I want to add to that before we um, I don't want to get into the Super Bowl picks, but we can at least talk about the two teams. Y'all, y'all got anything y'all want to add about Kobe before then? No. Nah. I, I would say just to add on to what you said, Via, it it pretty much social media society we're narrow we're narrow minded when it comes to events. We right. never put them all together. So right. like, yeah, Kobe was it was this point, and then what was it? Impeachment was this point, and then yeah, it, it, you, this point, and it was exactly. kept going like this. And now it's just like now that things have kind of calmed down a little bit, we're like, oh shit! Literally, you, you, you're right. Literally, no. I, that's another thing we didn't even talk about in 2020. There was an impeachment trial. The the whole thing with Nancy Pelosi ripping up the the State of the Union address that was a big deal. Like it was so it's so much happened in 2020. Like we just named like what four things that we didn't even talk about in the beginning, the election, the 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 quote-unquote election problems with mail-in voting. It was so much in 2020. Like you said, the tunnel vision and the you know the blinders of of events. Kobe was put on the back burner and I mean it's not because of we just didn't care. It was just so much stuff that happened. It was just crazy. Yeah. And now and now this year we start off with another impeachment for the same person. <laughs> right. <laughs> he not even exactly. any, anymore. You know, you know they you know they trying not to make man, sure he don't run again. You I know swear, that. I swear the dick sucking on CNN now because Biden's in there. It's crazy. It was like an overnight switch. It was like Jesus someone God. got inaugur- inaugurated inaugurated. <laughs> inaugurated? That, 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 that's what that's what happened. That's what happened when a real black man gets in office, right? He gets inaugurated, inaugurated. Hey, let's go to the Super Bowl, man. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, 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 gonna get ran off Twitch the first day, right? They're like, they're like, body got inaugurated, but Kamala Harris got niggered. Right, exactly. Exactly. We can get ran, we can get ran off of Twitch the first day, man. We need to chill. All right, um. All right, what, all right, what are we talking about? Chiefs and Bucks. Bucks are going to be hosting the first Super Bowl ever. It's going to be in their stadium. That's pretty neat. Um, yeah, the, the thing Chief- that Dallas tried to do some years ago when it was like, yeah, we're hosting the Super Bowl. We're going to be right there. And they missed the playoffs, I believe. Yeah, so. they, they, they think they're going to be there every year. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Their fans always talking shit. Always. Week one, preseason, week one. They're already talking about Super Bowl. Like, it's crazy. Um, the Chiefs, very talented team. They're like a well-oiled machine. The Bucks defense have been playing pretty good thus far throughout the playoffs. Tom Brady is Tom Brady. I'm going to touch on him in a little bit. But um, yeah, I'm going to touch on him a little bit, right? You walked you walk into that one, bro. I like I, I, I like that one and no, that two. I, 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 I like that one and that two on the back of your jersey. <laughs> 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 oh, 
What does that really mean? What does that really mean? No, but um, no. So we're gonna talk about Brady in a second. But uh, as everything stands right now, Antonio Brown is still hurt. We don't know if he's gonna play. Probably will. I don't see that he doesn't. But um, I'm not really making any picks per se, like our final picks. But how do y'all see this matchup? What 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 do you think, Bills? You go first. What do you think about this matchup? Um, well, Bruce Arians already put some bulletin board material out there by basically announcing that they're going to try to slow down Tyreek Hill. Well, thanks. I mean, you know, he scored three touchdowns last time, so kind of go without <laughs> saying. Um, you know, I don't think the Chiefs can stop the Buccaneers' offense, even without A.B., but the question is going to be uh, how are the Chiefs going to show up or how are they going to deal with not having their two starting tackles? Eric Fisher, yeah, Eric Fisher's out. Yeah, Fisher's injury, out. and their other tackle, I forget his name, has an injury too. I don't think either one of them are going to play. Right. So, when you have to deal with JPP, you got to deal with Sue in the middle and double teamed. That's going to leave a void. And if Todd Bowles is smart enough to not blitz, which he's not been doing the whole postseason, and they played great, then we'll be all right. I think you double. Tyree Kill, you keep one safety high, you funnel Travis Kelsey to the middle, and you might be able to slow them down a little bit, make somebody else beat you. All that misdirection they run before the snap is cute, but when you have sideline to sideline linebackers, some of that stuff gets shut down. So we'll see what happens. Just don't run zone. We've seen it too much. What are you what are your thoughts? What is your thoughts, DJ? Before I get there, admin, admin, we don't have – for Twitch, we don't have a place where they can look at the description and check out the link. I don't think so. No, no, there's a, there's a link on the Patreon. Oh, that's why I – yeah, that's why I had to change it. Yeah, there's a link at the bottom, okay, on the bottom of Twitch. <clears throat> okay, I just want to make sure. All right, okay. As far as this game is concerned, um, yeah, they are going to have a hard time, I think, slowing down Tyreek Hill. But, it, like Bill stated – um, what he also didn't mention, and he mentioned this before last week's game, was that uh, Patrick Mahomes has turf toe. Yeah, he does. So, if and everybody understands, turf toe is a very serious, nagging injury. Like you can play on it, but gets progressively worse, not better. Right. If you're so, on it. So you have those issues at tackle for the Chiefs, and you're talking about Mahomes, who's used to comfortably scrambling around, which we saw last week he was struggling a little bit. I'm like, he got used to it. It may not be as bad as what I saw with Antonio Gibson on on the Washington football team, but um, whatever they're going to do for therapy, they better make sure it's good because he's going to be doing a lot of scrambling, a lot of running around. Uh, he's got to watch out for uh, what's his name in the middle, the middle linebacker. That probably gonna be, that's going to be spying on him. Uh, at the same time, being able to – you want to talk about a linebacker, Smith, that's just going to be playing double duty. He's going to be spying the quarterback. Meanwhile, playing the, uh, the middle guy for anybody who funnels Kelchi in the middle. So it's, it's going to be an interesting matchup. I do see Todd Bowles may throw a blitz here and there. 
I don't think he's gonna just stay back the whole entire game. I think when he, I think it'll be one of those one of those issues where if he has a shot to get after Mahomes like and get him, he'll send somebody. He'll probably send the safety for all I care. So, but with Kansas City, their thing is get the ball out of his hands, get the ball out of Mahomes' hands. Don't let him hold on to it any longer than he has to. Get the ball into the hands of his playmakers and let them do the work. Um, I think it, I think it, it could be a shootout the way this game is going to go. So, what's interesting to me is that the Bucks just faced a team last week that invites you to run man. They want you to run man. Packers want you to run man. They don't want you to run zone. They want you to run man. It's, it's all in the route concepts, right? The Chiefs don't want you to run man. They want you to run zone. And that was the issue with the Bills this past week. They ran a lot of zone. Kelsey was just sitting down in the zone. Boom. Makes a catch. Breaks a tackle. All of a sudden, it's a 20-yard game. You keep doing that over and over and over again. You're marching down the field. If you're playing, you, that you know, ball, you know, ball. you know, you know. I found that funny too because I was thinking like, if this was the Bills' defense from last year, mm-hmm. it would have been a much closer game. But for some reason, that defense from last year is not the same defense from this year because that I, that that Bills' defense last year was was very good. But I thought I'm like, look, you know, put Micah Hyde or Jordan Poyer on Kelsey and man up, make these dudes beat you. Right. Make Sammy Watkins and Hardman beat you and man, Tyreek Hill may beat you. But if you double him, you're going to eliminate him from the game. They're going to try to force it, right? They're going to try to force a pass to him deep because that's what they always do when they can't find him early. They start to force things. And I wish that more teams manned up against them because the Bills just let them dink and dunk down the field. And one missed tackle turns that into a huge game. Then by the time all the misdirections started getting run, it was over by that point because they had him just – thinking, well, shit, we're in zone, and once the, he gets to the second level, they're going to man up and boom. And that's what happened. They hand it off. They're in zone, so they're backing up into their zone. Boom. The lineman gets to the second level. It's You have to run man against Kansas City. People think in their head, no, you shouldn't run man against Kansas City because of their speed. But no, you have to run man because if you give them free releases the way they were getting, that's when Mahomes, even if he has to roll out of the pocket, he's going to find somebody. So, um, Optimus Goo put in the chat, right? He said, did, um, did, there's the safety that I hurt his shoulder. Is he out for the Super Bowl? Do you know? Hold on, I'll be right back. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. There were two of them, actually, because, um, Winfield didn't play. And I think, uh, what's the guy's name? The other safety got hurt too. I'm not sure if he's out. I'll have to check the injury report, but I'm, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. But I mean, look, if you're doubling a guy, the safety isn't really the priority there, right? Because mm-hmm. you're just doubling him. You're just making sure that he doesn't beat you deep. You're kind of bracketing him in a way. So if they do that, if they do that with Tyreek Hill, that's true. It's Jordan, Jordan, Whitehead. Jordan, Jordan Whitehead, yep. So, my thing is, what Kansas City was doing, the, the, when when the Bills ran man, they would just basically try to get Tyreek Hill to streak on a crossing route across the formation and beat them to a spot, basically, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, they were giving him free releases. They weren't pressing him. 
So once Tyreek Hill gets off the line, he gets a step on you, and he starts crossing the field, it, it's it's too easy. You have to double him. You can't just single cover him, and that's what they were doing. So that's my thing, bro. Make Tyreek Hill beat a double team. Make Sammy Watkins and Hardman beat man. Don't let Kelsey just sit down in the zone. And you'll be fine. I mean, I think Devin Smith can run with Kelsey. I think Levante David can can force him to the inside and then Devin Smith run with him the rest of the way. And if he sits down in the zone, Levante David. I mean, they've done this before. Zone in the middle of the field, man on the outside. So that's that's what I'm looking at. They need to seriously consider also, running. Go ahead. No, I was going to say also the X factor has been the X factor this whole entire playoffs for Tampa, and that's their run game. Yeah. They can they and the Chiefs. We talked about this. What was it last year about the Chiefs being able to stop uh, Derek Henry? Derek Henry. Mm-hmm. But the only reason they stopped them is because what's the name decided to go with the pass more and just out outsmarted himself. I see that Kansas City won't be able to stop this run game. Um, And the other issue with the Titans is I don't know why they did this and they chose to do it against the Chiefs. I don't know if they underestimated them. That was one of the few times the Titans literally just lined up and ran it. There was no play design. It was hand the ball to Derrick Henry and run it. There was no misdirection. Like run for daylight. There was no – you know, the zone blocking. It wasn't really zone blocking. It was hat on a hat and – they have a pretty good front. Now the Bucks have the offensive line that can line up and just run it against you. They don't need to run it out of shotgun. They don't need to run it out of passing formations. They're very unapologetic about how they run the ball. The Chiefs are the opposite. The Chiefs run the ball out of passing formations, and they they run play action out of those passing formations too, where you think it's a run because it just worked, and then they loop it over your head. A lot of that shit, it, it's all misdirection. They try to get you flowing one way. It's like it's easy for me to say, obviously, because I'm not the one making the game plan. But at the same time, like having watched them since Mahomes got there, a lot of their most important, a lot of the most important parts of their plays happened before the snap. Mm-hmm. And you have to stay disciplined. And the thing is, when you have athleticism, it's one of those things where you don't have to over-account for all that motion before the the snap, which is a good thing. So right. I think the Bucks can at least hold them to 27, and I think the Bucks can put up more than 27. So I think they have a chance of winning. People saying the Bucks are going to get blown out. The only way that happens is if the Chiefs, uh, if they spot the Chiefs 14, then yeah, of course they're going to get blown out. The Chiefs are the best front-running team, and it's not an insult, but they're the best front-running team. When they have a lead, they don't really give it up. Um, But if it's 7-7 going into the second quarter, or if the Bucks get out 14-zip, I don't see the Chiefs just reeling off uh, drives without the Bucks responding. I don't see that happening. So I, I'm going to look at it like this. I, I don't have a dog in a fight, obviously, but I, I think this game is going to be a shootout. Um, the only way it doesn't be a shootout is if the Buccaneers' defense play like they did in the second half of the NFC Championship. They played very well. 
got a few stops. They made Aaron Rodgers look fra- uh, razzled a little bit. And Aaron Rodgers didn't have a bad game. It's just that the way they got those turnovers back to back to back. Tom Brady, I don't think what happened to Tom Brady with the three interceptions, I think Pooh just talked about that. I don't think that's going to happen again. Yeah, but I, I think he, I think Brady will probably give up one, and that's just being generous. But I don't think he's gonna throw three like he did on the on the second in the second half. I don't I don't see that. But the way that front seven of of Tampa Bay pl- played, that's going to be the difference in this game. If you don't, if they can't get pressure, it's going to be a shootout. I'm looking at maybe uh, almost to the point where remember the. What was that game? Was it the Rams and Chiefs? When when it was like fifty one to forty eight or something like that? It was one of those During games the like season, that. Yeah, it, I can yeah. see something like that, but it's gonna be a little bit on a smaller scale, probably like a a, a 39-41 game, 44-41 game, if that front seven of the Buccaneers can't get anything, you know, can't disrupt the Chiefs offense, which is a really tough task. But yeah, well, I, I don't have too much faith in the Chiefs' defense. I never really did. Well, um, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I hate Bruce Arians in this aspect. He sees man coverage. He's going to want to take shots a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, but contested shots are not good plays on first and second down, especially if it's not on play action. He'll just take a shot. It, it won't be any... Like, the formation won't disguise it at all. It'll just be a straight-up shot. It's like, every time you see man-to-man on Mike Evans, you can't just take a shot. And the Chiefs like playing man-to-man. Make no mistake about it. They are cover one, maybe, you know, two men under. That, that's what they run. That's that's that, They're unapologetic about that. Now, last year, Breland had himself a Super Bowl. Yep. Can you repeat that performance? I don't know if he's going to be on Mike Evans. He might cover, um, you know, Scotty Miller in certain formations or. Yeah, but um, that's it's good. Good. primarily he's going to be on Mike Evans. What's well, Tyron Matthew might be on Mike Evans. And Breland, Breland from his days in Washington always wanted to be that number one guy, wanted to cover the They're other gonna team, attack number him. one guy. And They're that's what I feel him, like man. is going to happen. I, I would go him. after him and yeah. just make him prove himself again. I was like, all right, you got hot in this one Super Bowl. You weren't really hot that whole year. You kind of struggled the whole year until you got to the Super Bowl. So let's see if you can match that. And you don't have your buddy Fuller with you backing you up as safety because he's now with Washington as a corner. So let's see if he can do it again. And, and people and people forget, like, the 49ers weren't stacked with targets last year when they played the Chiefs, right? Make no mistake about it. Those were the two best teams in football, right? But at the same time, outside of Kittle, a lot of their offense was coming from the run game and play action, getting Garoppolo out of the fucking pocket. So it made the Chiefs' defense look a lot better than they actually were. Um, I don't know, man. This game's going to be interesting, dude. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. Hopefully, AB is healthy. Hopefully, he plays. It seems like every team that the Bucks played down the stretch, they lost to early on without AB, and then they play him the second time, and it doesn't quite turn out like that. So we'll see. 
Yeah, I, and, and you know, I, like I said, I, I think it's going to be this is going to be a really, really good, um, a really, really good Super Bowl. This is probably going. Th- this has to make it to be one of the greatest Super Bowls that we've seen. You got a young, talented quarterback. You got a good offense with that young, talented quarterback. You got an old, aging quarterback that still plays with his mind better than anybody that I've ever seen in any sport in general. And I, like I said, I'm going to talk about Tom Brady in a second, but um. Uh, both teams don't have many weaknesses and both teams can either beat you with their defense or their offense. So we really don't know who's going to come out on top in this game. I'm, I don't want to pick, but it's hard not to bet against Brady. I'm just being honest. And like I said, I'm going to talk about, um, Tom Brady, but first I just gifted everyone, uh, a tier one sub on the Twitch channel. Cause thank everybody for their support. I thank you guys. If you can't see, I think you can get uh, at least one of the emotes that I put. I think you have a badge as well. So if you want to show the badge off, if you type in the chat, you'll see all of that. Um, that's just my way of saying thank you guys. You guys are awesome for showing love to the podcast. You guys are willing to make the transition over here to Twitch. And I didn't think too many people would come over here. I, that's why I did the, the stream last night. Just as a reminder, I thought people were like, oh, I don't see it on YouTube. F it. I'm gone. Whenever they decide to come back over. But, but you no, know, you guys came over here and decided to show love. And I really appreciate it. Um, it may take a minute to understand Twitch complimentary, but it, it's not hard. But um, it, it's it's to me, I think it's, it's a little more user friendly to us as gamers. But we'll talk about that one day down the road. But um, I'm going to talk about Tom Brady. Tom Brady is probably the most, and I know Bill's probably looking at me like I'm crazy, but I want him to understand me. I think he's the one of the most least talented quarterbacks I've ever seen play the game. But what makes him so great is he used his mind. A lot of people, and I know DJ, and I know Bill's, anybody else who's listening, they say that the game is 90% mental. Tom Brady is the epitome of that. He, he used that 90% of the mental game to perfection and the 10%. You don't see him scrambling. You barely see him move in the pocket. You, hell, if you got him on the run nine times out of 10, he's going down. He's probably going to trip over himself or you're just going to tackle him anyway. But the way he plays the quarterback position is one to me. They say 90-10, but it just seems like it's 100% mental when this guy is on the field. And that's what makes him so great. And I've, I've never seen anything like it. I don't think we'll ever see anything like it. You look at all these other guys that are great. You look at a, a LeBron James. You look at a Michael Jordan. You look at um, uh, a Derek Jeter. You look at uh, all these other players who, in, in their perspective sports, you see the physical side of what they do. But Tom Brady's like the only one that I see that actually does the you know the mental game and he does it to perfection he does a a fantastic job of showing off that side of the game that most people just talk about but he's about it he does it he shows it and this one of the reasons why i feel that he's still playing at a high level at his age because you see guys who play in the physical part of their games that do it because physically the father time is caught up with them but one thing that you know ne- you're not you will e- never be able to get rid of is the mental game. 
Unless if you know you you lose you know your your your, your capabilities, which is very rare at a young age. He's done that very well, and it's is amazing. And I I I think we're just seeing something that we'll probably never see again, as far as not just the accolades, not just the the all the trophies and all the things that he's done on the field, the numbers or whatever. It's just the way that he plays the game. I don't think it's something that we'll see again, and I, I find it amazing. Anybody want to piggyback on that? You know, uh, feel free. Well, I think as far as him being able to show off the mental aspect of the game is the benefactor of having good offense alignment. I'm like, in this in this case, being with New England for so long, and I'm going to talk about the coach because, you know, some people, and Bills knows this, a lot of people want to get, want to have, want to credit Belichick for a lot of stuff that Brady has done. I was just like, Belichick could, field people as the offensive lineman, but it's up to the offensive lineman at the end to be able to protect the quarterback. doesn't matter who is out there, but the fact that Brady definitely was protected his whole, because we've seen games where he was under pressure, VF, like you said, where he would just crumble if the pressure's on him. Uh, one of the, really real quick, I don't want to cut yeah. you. I don't want to cut you off. One of the main things about Tom Brady, and it's his kryptonite. It's not Eli Manning because Eli Manning was the only one that oh, able no. to defeat him. That's his crypt, his yeah, exactly. To, to to able to pass rushing with four down linemen is right. what the Giants was able to do both times. And that's like like you said, if he gets rattled, he's not athletic enough to move around, but he makes up for that with everything else he does so well. He's a firm believer in uh, I'll give up this play for a better play on the next play. Right. He's right. a firm believer. He was like, look, I'm not going to sacrifice my body because my team needs me. Um, I'm going to throw the ball away because we have at least two more downs to get, you know, 10 yards or this touchdown. Oh, I'm going to throw the ball at his feet because his screen didn't form properly. Even though it looks clear to us on the TV that, and it was just that that was a play that popped up. It looked like he could have just popped it to the to the running back real quick, but he knew ahead of time that the running back wasn't going to have a chance. So it's just like it, 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 it goes back to the mental aspect. He sees all that. He knows right. all that. You know, and it, it's just amazing that you know when you 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 know I've always had like this you know this fascination about the way Tom Brady plays the game. I mean, I'm not one of these guys that's like, oh, I'm tired of seeing him winning. I mean, yeah, it gets boring, but you just got to respect it. It's like you see what happens and the way he does it. You can't do nothing but just sit back and just respect how he does it. But that, but all that leads to his trust in his teammates. He has a huge trust level in his linemen, his receivers, his running backs to do their job. Now, he knows how to do his job, but – when on a key play against I forget which team it was against the Saints, he goes to a rookie for a back shoulder throw that was I think it was like third and thirteen back shoulder throw to a rookie, and the rookie makes the play. But the thing is, he had trust and he believed in that guy to make that play, and he believed it is like distributed amongst everybody on the team. This year with Tampa, all those years with uh, the New England Patriots. I'm like, the only person he didn't trust was the coach. But <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> one of those things where 
you know, when you trust in your teammates to do their jobs, it makes your job easier as a quarterback. All right, Bills, I know you haven't said anything yet. What are your thoughts? Um, I tell my manager this all the time. Um, doubt is a hell of a motivator. Hate is a hell of a motivator. Skepticism is a hell of a motivator. Well, you have a guy that's drafted in the seventh round who was coming off an MVP in a bowl game, and he goes to a team with the aging quarterback who hasn't gotten him anywhere, and you draft him in the seventh round, and people question if he should have even been drafted there. There's a lot of doubt, a lot of skepticism, and a lot of hate. Um, Tom Brady's fueled by hate, doubt, and skepticism. He's a Sith Lord. He's a Sith Lord. He... He has a chip on his shoulder that will never be knocked off, right? You would think, oh, he has six rings. How does he not have a chip on his shoulder? He will always have that chip on his shoulder because people said he shouldn't have been in the position he was in, right? I mean, it it happened all throughout his career, okay? First, he gets drafted to New England. They said, you're not going to play there. They have Drew Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe gets injured. Tom Brady comes in. It's not He's even that. Dead. I mean, look, it's not even that. Look where he was drafted at. No, but but that what I just says. I just no, said no, 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 no. No, I'm talking about it. like the the pick. He was like sixth round, one ninety nine. Yeah, seventh round. Seven yeah, seventh round. round. It's like he, ba- he he basically was built for him to be a backup for life. That's basically what it was. So when he no, went to New England, the team. yeah. When he in went some to New cases, England, in some cases, yeah. When he went to New England, he said, "Well, he's not going to play." Bledsoe gets injured, he gets in, they say, ah, ah, Bledsoe will be back as soon as he's healthy. Four or five games. Leads him to a Super Bowl. They don't lose again after week four. Mm. Something crazy like that. Um, Then they say, oh, he's playing against the greatest show on turf. He's going to be intimidated. Drives him down the field on the last drive against the best defense in the league and the greatest offense, really, of the modern era at that time, at least on paper, and they win the Super Bowl. Oh, well, anybody can win one Super Bowl. He was managing the game. The very next year, they missed the playoffs. He has even more of a chip on his shoulder. Now they go into 3 Belichick's dumbass goes and gets rid of Lloyd Malloy. They say, okay, Brady's done now. Now it's it. He, he game-managed the Super Bowl, and, you know, the defense led him to that. It's over now. Gets into a shootout with the Panthers, does the exact same thing, drives him down the field in overtime, boom, field good, they win. Eh, two Super Bowls is nice, but Peyton Manning's still better than him. Faces Pey- Peyton Manning back-to-back years in the playoffs, outperforms Peyton Manning. I mean, it's like every time he hears it, 2014, He's no Montana. What does he have? Three Super Bowls? That's cute. What does he do? He goes and scores twice on the last three drives against the best defense of the last, what, 15 years at least since the Ravens defense? Okay, that's fine, but the defense kind of led him to that too because they they, they traded for Darrell Rivas. Next year, Falcons, Super Bowl. Falcons are the overbearing favorites here. His best outside target is Danny Amendola. He comes back for 28-3. Sorry, Viev. Oh, no, I'm good. I'm over makes it now. the greatest comeback ever in Super Bowl history and really in sports history. They win that. 
at that point, he had nothing to prove, but then he still has a chip on his shoulder. Here comes Pat Mahomes. Oh, well, there's a, there's a new sheriff in town in the AFC. Marches into Kansas City and scores and, and, and takes them on a game-winning drive in Kansas City to go to the Super Bowl again. Oh, well, he's facing another great defense in the Rams. <laughs> they beat them. So then, after all that, you would think he wouldn't have a chip on his shoulder. Then what happens? He leaves New England. Well, Belichick, I mean, Belichick is the only reason he's ever succeeded anywhere. Meanwhile, he's going to a Super Bowl in the first year on the Bucks, And Belichick is at home. Has been He's been at home for the past five weeks. Their season was over ten weeks ago. So that's really what's driving him. It's a chip on his shoulder. No, he doesn't have elite arm talent. No, he doesn't have elite athleticism. But he's a step ahead of everybody at all times. He works out with all of his teammates in the offseason to instill this trust in him. So in week seven, when you need a game-winning drive, don't be surprised when he comes to you. If you drop a pass, he's coming back to you. It takes a lot to break his trust. Completely. So that's why it's hard for me to bet against him in any Super Bowl. He has lost two Super Bowl, uh, three Super Bowls. Um, but at the same time, just knowing that chip on his shoulder, I'm sorry, but it's hard to go against a guy who is the best and has a chip on his shoulder. It's the same thing with Michael Jordan. It's the exact same thing. And see, this is the thing. And and, and I, I don't want I don't want to get into that because even with you know Michael Jordan a lot of with him was mental but people just think it was more physical because with Michael um, he he just had that athletic ability to show on the court but a lot of people don't realize with Mike it was a lot of mental with him for him to succeed as well and you know and and not this is one thing I like about post. This is what I like about post uh, career. Well, I ain't gonna say post, but later career LeBron. LeBron learned the mental aspect after his shortcomings, and I like that side of LeBron than the first one because you can see the way he plays the game is way much different than it was when he was trying the first time. I don't it's like I, 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 I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the. I love the flash. I love all of, I mean, even with Jordan, I love the flash. I love all that. I, I like Peyton Manning because Peyton Manning has all the talent. Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, all these, Pat Mahomes. I love it. But I love when somebody could use their mind to beat you and show off the quote unquote talent they have, even when it's like they're up because they beat you out thinking you as well as beating you at uh, without the talent. I don't think I don't think men, I don't think mentally that was what it was with LeBron. I think more so it was the fact that he stopped giving a fuck what everybody thought about anything. That's what that I'm was, saying. That's yeah. That's the mental aspect. That's he that's was, what I'm saying. And, and he he well, yeah, mentally, yeah. mentally on the court and mentally as far as that are two different things to me. I think. There's a difference between your psyche and the mental makeup of you physically playing basketball and how that translates mentally to strategizing and things like that. I, I, I don't think, I, I, I think he's that, any better mentally in the last, I'd say, five years. I think the difference is that 
he is unapologetically going out there and saying, I'm the best player in the world. I'm going to prove why I'm the best player in the world. Right. I don't give a fuck what you say. In Miami, he tried so much to be the bad guy the first year. We're the villains. You're not a fucking villain, bro. Yeah, the, the problem like is... You. Yeah. See, that, that's the thing. It's like with, with Jordan, like you said, with Brady, we talked about him earlier. The thing about those two, they had the chip on their shoulder mostly because of what was in front of them. A lot of with LeBron was like, it was outside. It wasn't the his peers. It wasn't the people that he was playing against. But once he started having that whole demeanor, like, I don't have to take it out on my peers. I'm taking it out on the naysayers. That And the naysayers were the people that were outside of the sport. With Jordan and Brady, it was more like the people that was within the sport. I mean, it, it was well documented on the, the Jordan, or the Bulls documentary, how he took what... Any person that was on the court with him, he took the the smallest thing personally. With Tom Brady, was more like, "Oh, y'all think I can't do this because I was drafted here, or I was put in to to play against, um, be a feeling for Bledsoe." Well, I'm gonna show you this. I think with LeBron, it was kind of it was basically the same, but it was more like it wasn't with the people on the court with them outside of the Celtics, obviously. But it was more right. it was more like, "Oh, y'all mad because I went here to play here." Well, fuck that. I'm just going to show you that how well I am. But, just, just but, damn on the court, but on the court, it kind of it, it kind of is in a way on the court in this aspect. After he won in Miami and went back to Cleveland, lost that first year to Golden State. Yeah, everybody, right, everybody right. Said, well, you know, Stephen Curry is the new sheriff in town. And I, I totally, I, I'm yeah. totally 100% with you with that. I, now, that right it's there, that's, yeah. where, that's where it got like, oh, no, not now. Y'all think y'all can beat me? I mean, even right. when, even with Game One, when Durant was with them, mm-hmm. it was the same mentality. He you know, Jr. J- yeah, Jr. Smith fucked that up for him because yeah. I'm not going to say that he could have won that. He, they would have won that series, but Game One was that was the game that gave them a serious fighting chance. If he would have won that game, right? A, it would have given a serious oh. fighting fighting chance. So I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah when, something about knocking him off his perch that he just doesn't like. I mean, you see, every time he faces Giannis, there's a different type of there's a different type of energy to that game every time they face. So it's it's like that's his thing. It's he's kind of getting into that Brady mode where it's like I will fall off this perch, or I'm sorry, I will step down from this perch. When I want to step down, you're not going to knock me off this perch. Jerry Rice said it. I would want. I would read all the newspaper clippings and see who the, another one. Guy, yep. who the next guy is that they say, okay, this guy is the best receiver in the game this year. And then I'd work 10 times harder in the offseason to come back better, faster, stronger than ever. And DJ, DJ, what you was about to say? Because I know we cut you off. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, with LeBron, his whole thing, well, one, he has photographic memory, so he'll remember everything. Automatically unfair. <laughs> but see, but see, that, and, and see, that's the thing. That's the thing with LeBron. It's it more like you have this type of memory. Internal right. Him. You have the, And I'm pretty sure that, you know, all the other greats we just mentioned probably have it. But I think he is on another level with him because even, you know, even uh, Peyton Manning had it. I mean, Peyton Manning, it, it was stories on him where it was like he saw something in the in the first quarter and he immediately, he immediately see it again in the fourth quarter as soon as he hikes the ball and he sees it again and he knows how to make a play. So it's a lot, but LeBron was just on another level of his photographic memory because right. the way he explained it one time, it was like, and, and, and the thing about it, if he had that 
and, and it's not a knock on him. It's like if he had like, and I don't know if it, it grew on him as he played in the in, in the NBA, but if he had that year four, year five, and he took it to the level where I don't give a fuck. For, you know, four, he, four, four, and six would probably not even be a not even be a thing. I think he always had. Yeah, go ahead. I, I, was, I was gonna say you're at that point you're asking a twenty two year old. True. To, I know, that's true. You know, most twenty two year olds are still on their way up. So right. I think that is he, true. I think he learned it at the appropriate time. Yeah, I think I, 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 can, I can I can believe that. I can, I'm with you on that. I think from his first game in the pros he had that photographic memory just based on plays that I saw him react to in the pick and roll having never played in the NBA before. He saw the coverage one time on it and was immediately like, oh, shit, I'm going to do, you know, oh, fuck, they're, they're hard hedging here. Boom. I know that guy in the corner is open every time. So for me, I think the photographic memory was always there, but it was the teammates that couldn't react to what he was recalling and make the adjustments. I think that's really what it was because you saw it come out in Miami. Once everybody else was adjusting the way he was adjusting, you got smart players like Ray Allen, Shane Battier. Dwayne Wade, um, Chris Anderson was great in pick and roll defense. I think that's when you really started to highlight it. Like, oh shit, he's playing with crazy talent that has the same mental, you know, acumen for the game as him. Mike Miller. I think that's when it really came out. I think he always had it. I mean, I go back and watch those Wizards series. I'm like, holy shit, bro! They were trapping this dude on every pick and roll. They were sending a bunch of bodies at him, and it's like one play. And he would automatically know how to counter it. But sometimes his teammates just couldn't hang on that level of, you know, mental. It's just like, you know, I don't think people considered Jordan uh, a basketball IQ guy until he started playing in a system and with teammates that shared that, (laughs) shared that, Basketball acumen because once Jordan started playing in the triangle, that's when he really started to show his basketball IQ was when he played in the triangle. So I think sometimes it's just situations and surroundings, honestly. But in Peyton Manning and Tom Brady's case, I mean, they were just. I mean, I think the other unfair advantage Tom Brady had was him growing up in fucking California watching San Francisco every week. I'm up on offense when he was 14. (laughs) Right. Right, so, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you know, some kids just are prodigies at a young age, whether it's physically or mentally. I think in Brady's case, it was mentally. In LeBron's case, it, shit, it was probably both. Yeah, right now, every every football team in the NFL is looking for the next Brady. Pretty and, much. But at the same time, it actually ruins those other teams because when they have something that is going to be great on its own right, because it's not like Brady. Just like if you look at how the fan base gauges quarterbacks here in Washington, everybody's like, oh, you're not great now? Oh, get out of here. You're not going to do anything. You're not going to do anything. But, you know, if like I like what Baltimore did when they drafted Lamar Jackson, they ignored the whole equation. It's like, oh, you can draft him, be a running back, wide receiver, and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, he's going to be drafted as a quarterback. He's going to be great at doing the thing he does best, being a mobile quarterback. Eventually, though, oh, go oh, ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Finish it off. So it's just like you see Pat Mahomes. He's not Tom Brady, but 
He's Pat Mahomes. He's being great at doing what he does best. Aaron Rodgers, he's no Tom Brady, but he's Aaron Rodgers. He became great doing the thing he does best. And that's what a lot of teams around this league need to understand. There's only one Tom Brady. Stop looking for him. And here's the thing. Uh, I was having this discussion with somebody before. Um, There was a person whose post I shared on Facebook that said they don't think Bill Belichick is the greatest NFL coach of all time. Now, all of my personal gripes with how he fucked up the Patriots seasons individually aside, I said I put Bill Walsh and Chuck Noll ahead of him. Now, the reason I put Bill Walsh ahead of him is simple. There are West Coast principles taught on every single football team and every single football camp when it comes to making reads these days. Nobody looks at the field deep to shallow nearly as much as they used to. Now right. everything is everything is touchdown or check down. That's literally what basically every quarterback is taught these days. That's Bill Walsh. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, Walsh. I'm about to say that that's basically what it is. You're right. That's Bill Walsh's influence. Tom Brady's entire uh, Josh McDaniel's entire system in New England was the West Coast mm-hmm. offense and all of those reads were Based on, I mean, using your running backs out of the backfield as receivers, that was Bill Walsh. He was doing this shit in the 80s. So that's, that's why I – oh, good. No, no, I was going to say, and, and you know, it makes sense because your first read is trying to figure out what coverage are they playing. Usually the safety will tip you off half the time. Right. So you're looking at, you're looking at him wherever he is. It's like – Okay, is are you the only one back there, or are you on the left side of the field, on the right side of the field? Yeah, that's like your first look. So if you got something deep, he's your first indicator. And after that, you're reading the linebackers. Where are they? How's exactly. I would venture to say, if it wasn't for Bill Walsh, going into the early 2000s, we might have seen running backs never go out for passes. They that might still true. be blocking for quarterbacks. Or, or, you, or, or, or you're still seeing running backs trying to be Emmitt Smith all the time. Yeah, yeah exactly, because it, cha- it changes how teams draft. It changes how they game plan defensively. It changes how they run their offense. All of that changed with the West Coast offense, and it took a while for it to really catch on. But once, you know, I'd say about 95, 96 came around, mm-hmm. a lot of teams started to look for that methodical offense down the field that was, as Complementary said, touch or check down and play action. Those are the three. Those are the three main things. And, and the other thing is, you got to be very smart because I, I equate it to the triangle offense. You have a lot of options on each play, but your job is to figure out which is the most viable option based on the defense. A lot of it is anticipatory. Yeah. You have to be a very smart player to play in a West Coast offense, but at the same time, it doesn't matter if you have a run and shoot, which NYK loves to run and shoot. <clears throat> you know, you have a lot of vertical offenses in the game these days, like like the Chiefs. They still use checkdown principles that are in the West Coast offense. So that's why I give it to Bill Walsh. Chuck, no, I mean, it goes without saying. That dude got four Super Bowls in an era with the Miami Dolphins and the LA Raiders. He got four mm-hmm. Super Bowls out of that era. They beat France targets in the Vikings in the in the Super Bowl. They beat Miami. They beat, uh, like I said, the LA Raiders. Four Super Bowls in that era is insane. They beat the Cowboys. Those are some of the greatest teams of all time. That won yeah. Super Bowls 
you know, they were isolated from, you know, the the other teams that they played in the Super Bowl. But fuck, I mean, one one thing one the one thing you can say, even though that the even though that the 49ers won what four times in the eighties, nobody really talks about those teams in general. <laughs> nobody really talks about them. That, that's something that you know we you know that's something that's really overlooked, even to the thing. And I was a 49ers fan in the late 80s because, I mean, my whole thing, I'm from Georgia, but I didn't become a Falcons fan until the early 90s because we were so bad, I didn't even know we had a team in, in, in Georgia. I just knew of what I saw on TV, which was the 49ers, but nobody talks about that entire team. You may know about, you know, Jerry Rice, Joe Montana, Roger Craig, but you don't talk about the entire team. Maybe Gary, what, well, um, Clark, the tight end? Gary, Dwight, yeah. Dwight, Dwight, yeah, Clark. Dwight Clark, yeah, you might hear, but you don't they hear did, about the, the Brent Jones, I think. Yeah, Brent Jones later, yeah, but you don't hear about the team as a collective. But those teams, it's like, how could you not hear about those teams that won four Super Bowls in a decade? You know no, what I mean? It's, it's really weird. This. Think about this: he had the greatest draft in history for a coach. That dude drafted John Stallworth, Lynn Swan, Mike Webster. And Jack Lambert in the same draft. In yeah. the same draft, Quayface just bought a Ronnie Lott. And you don't even you, you don't even hear about I mean, You talk about Ronnie Lott, but you don't even like I said. As a collective, you don't even hear about those teams, and they had like oh. players. Wait a minute, correction: three Super Bowls in the decade, one in the nineties. Yeah, ninety four. Oh yeah, ninety. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Ninety four was the one George that they Seifert. didn't get. George Seifert. George Seifert was there, which was pretty much right. he was a product of yeah. Bill Walsh. Anyway. And they just replaced, and they only replaced Roger Craig with Ricky Waters. R- Ricky Waters, right? Same, it was the same system. They were a little bit more vertical with Steve Young because he had a better arm. Right. But it, it was a little bit more. It was a little bit. It was a little bit more mobile. With you, but it was basically the same thing. And that and that and that eighties versions of 49ers, they that that whole decade was separated literally by one game. And you know, yep. it, it came down between and they played each other in I, I don't know if it was the division. I think it was the NFC championship. It was Washington versus San Francisco. Those were yep. your two teams in the eighties. Yeah. It was the eighties decided then, then, in then, that game right there. And then when Ronnie Lott left, they changed they, they switched Ronnie Lott out with um Tim McDonald. So mm-hmm. it was I mean, they did. They just basically plugged and play, but everything was basically the same. Charles Haley, Charles Haley, yep. Hired gun and went to Dallas. Yeah, Deion Sanders. And (laughs) honestly, I'll take all of the eighties. I'll take all of the eighties in the first half of the nineties. I'll take any Super Bowl winner from any year, and I'll put them up against any other era. Yeah, because those. Yeah, you're right. Because those. Those teams, and I'm not knocking any of these teams who won Super Bowls in the in the 2000s or the late 90s, but you saw those were tough, complete teams that had talent. They were facing other Hall of Fame teams, not Hall of Fame murderers, Hall right. of Fame teams. Right. But you know, but you know why that was like, especially. Yes, and yeah, it, didn't, it, it, it didn't start up until what 92. Yeah, yeah, I think like 92, 93. Because right. they used to have a thing. It's like plan A, plan B, mm-hmm. plan B, creation. <laughs> <laughs> right. but, but you look at it now, like you look at Super Bowl teams now, it is either toughness or finesse. Like mm-hmm. those teams that we talked about back then, they had, it wasn't even finesse. You just had toughness with players that can ball. Well, it, there was, you know, it was it it was it was just a different different type of player back then. Well, another thing is seldom do you see now 
two teams in the Super Bowl that are far and away the best two teams in the league, right? Because, you know, you saw that a lot in the 80s and the 90s. You know, it was San Francisco and Dallas. Whoever they played in the Super Bowl was getting washed. It didn't matter, right? Um, and then on the AFC side, you had you had your uh, Buffaloes, and then you had your um, the that one year where San Diego went, and then right. you know you had those type of teams. But but you know you what's right. funny in the ninety one Super Bowl, Buffalo was favored to win that game, and yeah. they got completely washed. Completely washed. Yep, yep. You're right. Exactly. But that's what I'm saying. It's crazy. It's like nowadays there isn't as much of a gap between. I mean, fuck. You got a team with Jerry Rice, Steve Young. Mm-hmm. Deion Sanders, Charles Haley, Ricky Waters, all in the same team. Ken Norton Jr. Ken Norton Jr. Merton and Hanks. Between the Cowboys, the motherfuckers are just flipping back and forth. Charles Haley goes mm-hmm. to the Cowboys. Deion goes to Dallas. Right. Literally, it was whoever go, wherever they go, Charles Haley and, and Deion, that team is going to win the Super Bowl. Make no mistake about it. Or at least be there. The 49ers and the Cowboys in the Super Bowl, and the AFC had no fucking shot. It was the same thing in the 80s. The AFC had no shot. Cincinnati played pretty well against San Fran, but let's be honest, San Fran is one of the greatest teams of all time. You got to understand. You got to understand. What wasn't that? Well, that was the 81 year, right? 84? The Bengals and 49ers played in 81, I think. Did they? I want to say that. Let me look. Yeah, because because I know the Steelers won the last their last Super Bowl in the eight in, in my birth year, nineteen eighty. Quayface, my my favorite football game ever was the. Oh 90- no no no! I take that back. I take it back. It was eighty nine? It was eighty nine. My favorite f- football game ever was the ninety two NFC Championship game. Hmm. It so was a very it? high quality game of football. So wh- that was. Wh- San Fran and Dallas. San Fran and Dallas, muddy ass game, just hard nosed football. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I was right. The 49ers and Bengals played each other twice. One time in in, in the eighty in eighty one and again in eighty nine. Yeah, because the, the, in the gap there, actually, when I talked about that was without Jerry that, Rice, by the way, eighty one. Right. No, eighty one had no Jerry Rice. Right, you're right. Yeah, and that was the gap uh, because then Washington went to the Super Bowl for two straight years. And that NFC championship between San Francisco and Washington, that was going to be Washington's third Super Bowl in a row. row. And that that's why, you know, a lot of historians, they talk about that deciding the team in the 80s being the 49ers. But mm-hmm. that's why when people sit here and talk about John Elway, I'm like, I've never seen a quarterback get smoked in the Super Bowl that many times. <laughs> and they got the nerve. That motherfucker wouldn't even make it in a game. 85 Bears. He he! What did they score? Ten unanswered, and then all of a sudden the game was over against Doug Williams. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Donnelly <laughs> got smoked by the Giants. Giants got the Bears. No wait, man, he never played. I don't think he played the Bears in the Super Bowl. He did eighty-five. That was no, that, was, that was New England. That was New England. Oh yeah, it was New England. That was Steve Grogan that got smoked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, was, yeah. They had no chance yeah, in that the, game. The Super Bowl that Walter Payton, I wish would have scored a touchdown. Everybody in their mama scored a Super Bowl. Oh yeah, he, he, yeah, yeah except for him, right? He played against yeah. the Niners. Yeah, he played against some. Uh, they played against some Niners. The Broncos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Broncos got smoked. I remember that because yeah. I remember I was I was a Niners fan back then. Fifty-five to ten. I remember that's that. Bowl, that's that's why when everybody. Was, that's why when everybody was getting behind the Bills this year, I mean, like, towards the, 
before they got beat by Kansas City, I was like, don't jump behind a team who's historically <laughs> could go 0 for 5 in the Super Bowl. Don't do that. I'm like, they yeah. had Jim Kelly, Andre Reid, and Bruce Smith. My, my, with my whole thing. Urban all together talking. I'm just like, my whole thing behind Bill, the Bills going into the Super Bowl and winning because I, I, I had this love for them like the Chicago Cubs when they finally won one. Like, it, this is their chance. Just give them one because these motherfuckers been struggling. It wasn't because it's not. Yeah, it's not because I wanted them to win. It's like yo, it, it comes a time that somebody gets something. You I'll know? be honest, the Cubs one was surreal for me because for the first half of my life, I mean, you know, the Red Sox didn't have a ring, right, right, and right. the um. The co- the Cubs. I mean, they got close, except Steve Bartman's bitch ass. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and, and that that was a legit chance for them to win too. <laughs> and and what what sucks even worse is that the team that beat you goes on and wins the World Series that year. So oh, and, and and you know, same thing with me as a, as a Braves fan. I watched them like fall on their face oh, like man. all throughout the nineties, and they finally win one in ninety five. And I was like, yes, and finally you win one. They had to go go go. Yeah, you had. They had to beat another Native American team just to do yeah. it. <laughs> right. 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 I go back and look at the nineties. I'm like, surely these motherfuckers won more than one. No, they, they only won, won one. one. They like, won. Hey, yo, throughout the nineties, they won fourteen straight pennant races. Dude, <laughs> I was a huge Braves fan when I was little because I remember playing All Star Baseball, and they they had to stack that squad with Andrew Jones. And Chipper Jones and Andres Galarraga and Craig oh, wow. Maddox. They had a crazy staff. No, they that that that, that pitching staff was like legendary, bro. Uh, Andrew Jones, Gary Sheffield, and Chipper Jones in the same lineup. Yo, Steve Avery. Oh, you had you had Lord. Avery Smoltz, Maddox. Yeah, like, I remember that. Like you had like, how could you not win at least two? You know <laughs> what I mean? It's like, it was well, like, nuts. But you be told though. The NL East was a fucking dog fight. Yeah, it, it was a monster. It was. Yeah, it, oh, was. it was. It was. Dog fight back then. It was a monster. I mean, you had uh, the, the the Expos wasn't on there, was it? No. No, yeah, uh, no the Expos. Yeah, the Expos. I think. What's the Expos? I think yeah. the Expos was a part of it. Expos. You had. You Phillies. only had two divisions. You, I think you only had East and West. Yeah, back then, right? Yeah, back oh, then you did. It wasn't yeah, broke up like what it Mets, is now. You had the Mets. Mets. You had the Phillies. So, you had. Um, yeah, the Expos, Montreal, yeah, 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 yeah. You, I, I can't remember all of them because you know they done changed so much now. But yeah, yeah I, I remember that. Yeah, it, yeah, it like, was there rough. Was no though. Miami squad. There, no, Miami no wasn't there yet. No, it wasn't there yet. But yeah. it, it was rough. It was. It was rough. But um, before we go, let's talk about this. Uh, the problem with developers and making these games, man. I mean, mm-hmm. we always rag on them, but obviously, you know, I think we learned with Madden, but now we see with other games, like the suits are really the problem. And it, it really sucks. You see with Cyberpunk, what happened with them, like everybody rashed the devs, and when the story comes out that the leadership actually told them to put this game out the way it was, and the devs like, uh, <laughs> you sure about that? And, and you see what oh. happens, like... um. I, I, the main thing about this, what I wanted to say, are we really going to see a change where the suits are going to continue to push these games out like this after Cyberpunk? Or are we going to have a situation where um, the suits going to be like, hey, we saw what happened with Star Wars, and we're not going to you know, push too much on the on the gamers? Uh, DJ, what do you think? You think we're going to still see more games like this? 
Unfortunately, we we are because these companies they just want to make money. They want to make a profit. They it's if you don't get a game out there, you're losing potential dollars. No matter what's it's like it's gotten to the point where, and I would say consumers have a little bit of blame in this because then we go out and we buy that said product even though it's not even you know ready or whatnot and because of that the developers are caught in the middle it's just like okay suits already know people are ready for this game we've been we've been making this game for how long we need to get out there we need to make the schedule it's all about um satisfying our shareholders and get the game out there like we scheduled don't care if it's we can patch it later that's another thing the fact that you know with the online gaming the way it is everything can be patched later so it's just like oh, just put it out there right now we'll just fix it on the way out and we don't have to uh, we don't have to hire any beta testers because the consumers will test the game for they're, they're, so they're paying us. They're paying us money and they're beta testers. <laughs> right. So it's just like the pressure to make to to the pressure to put out a game is basically the, the shareholders or the suits are like, look, we have a schedule to keep. Get this game out there. We can always fix it later. You know, it's it's well, it's always a thing where it's like it's better to say you're sorry than to not to always. It's better to say you're sorry than to ask for permission. I think it's yep. the same. That's yeah. exactly. So that's yeah. basically what the, the, the suits are doing. The developers are caught in the middle, and then at the same time, as consumers, the little bit, a little bit of responsibility that we have in this, we enable it. Yeah. What do you think, Bills? Oh, yeah, we're definitely going to keep seeing games like this. I mean, that's not going to change because, like DJ said, they're buying them. And it's funny because everybody keeps saying, oh, you know, the next time I'm not buying this shit. And, and, they turn out to buy it anyway. <laughs> like, a, like, a, like a dumbass. We see it with Madden all the time, right? Like, we're not right. buying this shit. And then, last, you know. last year I'm buying this piece of shit game. Mm-hmm. And then they buy it next year. So, no, nah, we'll, we'll continue to see this. It's, it's just, it's never going to end. Because until... And so consumers respond with their pockets, it's, right. it's not going to matter. So, yeah, I'm with you with that. Optimus Pooh, uh, I want to say this. He said, Is it me or I'm done talking about Madden? I got too many oh, games. He mixed two games. <laughs> I sure did. I sure did, didn't I? I said, is it me? Because uh, Optimus is uh, uh, Goob. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? That's crazy. Yeah, I got too many games. I got too many games to look forward to to support. Really worry about Madden. I don't mind not talking about. I don't mind talking about. Uh, exactly. I knew that. That's his name. I knew that's his name. Yeah, his name is that. Ain't his name that shows up in the chat. So no. I got it right. I got it right. No, no. no I got it right. Gonna do that. It I got it right. I got it right. Because actually, but I don't. I don't have a problem talking about man. I really don't. I know what I'm getting into, but I don't mind because it's a football game and I love football. I don't mind talking about it. Planning is another deal. I don't know, but uh, hey, I, I don't know. Clayface said, "I'm about to huh? say I don't mind talking about it because I didn't buy the game. I played it, but I didn't buy it." 
Quayface said COD is bad, but I buy it every year. Call of Duty is a bad game, but the pro- the thing about Call of Duty, Call of Duty is still legitimately fun when you really That's play. That's what I was gonna say. There are bad games that are fun. It's 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 not right. something you would usually expect, right? But I mean, you know, Call of Duty is a like when you think about the the standard for shooters, Call of Duty is a bad game, but it's right. fun. So I buy it. It's a yeah, weird it's a, dynamic. It's a it's legitimately fun. I, I I like I I can see why people say Warzone or uh, the recent Modern Warfare was bad, but I enjoyed playing that game. I enjoyed playing offline. I enjoyed playing online. But it, yeah, I know it's problems with the game. But I I at the end of the day, if you're having fun, what why why does it matter? You, you guys well, know to be fair, I can't really play it unless I'm teaming up with others. But I I'm playing the campaign right now on Cold War. It's pretty good. I mean. The thing is, it's also about expectations. Are you going into this expecting destructible environments and battlefield level gameplay? If you are, then of course you're going to be disappointed. But somebody like me has been playing Call of Duty for years. I know what to expect, and I can separate simulation, which is battlefield, from you know fucking basically glorified paintball, which is which is Call of Duty. And, 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 I, and I think that's, I think that's and I think that's where I'm at with Madden. I honestly, I think I, I know my expectations. I know what I'm getting into. I'm not about to get overly hyped. I know it's going to be some BS. I know it's going to be some good gameplay. It, it, it's kind of mixed into both. So when I play it, I'm like, okay, I know what's going, what I'm getting into. So I'm not going to be too surprised. But at right. the end of the day, it's like uh, a lot of people don't do that. Pooh put, put something up here saying like um, that that's really rare. He said, "Bro, I got Monster Hunter to worry about. Devs that actually put in the work to exceed my expectations. There's not many devs that do that, to be honest." And it's funny because I know what's the name talked about No Man's Sky. Yeah. Uh, Oh, uh, WIB, complimentary, yeah, complimentary yeah. did. He, he, he brought them up. And and the reason why uh, they're able to do that because they're a small company still. They're not uh, upholding to any shareholders. Once they get upholding to some shareholders and they get, like, bigger, you're going to start to see it. That's when you and need to start thing, watching, and yeah. And here's the thing. Keeping that, always keep an eye on Sean Murray because, okay, he already – Lied at the beginning of it in 2016, so he got over that. But he's a former EA employee, so it's the same. Man, I just bought this game. It's an indie game called Hades, and I'm gonna try it out because I've been hearing everybody talk about this on PC. Um, there's they're made by the same people that made Transistor, and Jack moved Johnny. He swears about its game, and he the reason why I bought Transistor, and then. Oh boy, that game's terrible. But uh, <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what Jack no, thinks. Jack I, I don't know what Jack sees in that game. He thinks that game is great. And I was trying to play it. I'm like, yeah. But but Hades, so Hades is tough. different. Yeah, Hades is different. Hades is more like what Transistor is, but it's, it has like a God of War vibe to it, with more of a hack and slash. So I'm going mm-hmm. to try it out. But it's like that Transistor game. I'm, I'm looking like I may I'm give not- it a try again, but I'm like. Eh. And the this thing is, too, the way the way people hate uh, God, the current God of War, they'll try by any means to get God of War you into the eighties. Me, <laughs> me, I, I do not like that. I, I don't. I'm not saying it's a bad no. game. I'm not saying it's a bad game, but I. No, nah, that that new that that God of 2018 God of War that that ain't what the cool kids say. That ain't it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it ain't, man. I'm sorry, man. I I played all of God of Wars one, two, three. I played the remaster. I even played the Origin Collection, but I 
I'm not saying it's a bad game, but it's just I'm used to the God of War that I was used to playing. I, I I got halfway through the 2018 version, but I just couldn't finish it. I I need to, but I, I just I just can't because I need it. It was. I know you did. Game. You did. Story was spectacular. Say that. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm trying not to say nothing, man. Because <laughs> well, I, mean, no, I don't want to like that. Like that series, press buttons to attack. That's no, you don't. You don't do that in God of War. You don't. It, it, it is real well, I'm combos. Sorry if I'm sorry if it takes a little bit of skill to play this one. It takes skill to play the other ones. Really? There are combos in the old God of War. There really are. All you have to do is press pause and look. They're there. It, it, you don't just press one button. Yeah, I'm but the game doesn't lead you to believe that there are there versus this one. Spectacular Pooh says, and I forgot to point out this out. <laughs> the microtransactions that are cosmetic, the update. You're talking about my son. Okay, we get it. We, you oh. know you love my son. <laughs> No, he got me on it. I, I actually like Monster Hunter. I, he got me playing it. I've been streaming it. it it's just really cool. Yeah, I was about to say, he typed out a whole paragraph. He about to cover up bills, the whole thing. Jesus. One thing he did say, he said, Iceborne Boy gives him that Battlefield 4 premium vibes. And man, I don't know, man. Like, Battlefield, Battlefield, <laughs> Battlefield, Battlefield premium. Battlefield 4 Premium is the best DLC ever created. I don't care what What's nobody that? says. Lofty, those are some lofty uh, comparisons. Right. I mean, you got your money's worth when you bought premium. It's like that's that's like the best DLC I've ever seen. I'll be honest. Battlefield four was tremendous, but pretty much every map pack from Black Ops Two was very good. Black Ops Two Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. Black Ops Two was a really good one. And you didn't have to pay as much with premium. I will give you that. I think what Battlefield Four was even though the maps in, 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 in Black Ops 2 was good, I think with Battlefield 4, it gave you a different vibe with every with different map packs. You didn't it, it all every different map pack actually felt like a different game, even though the mechanics were the same. Quayface trying to hold you under streaming hostage. Don't play another game until you finish. finish. <laughs> I'm like hey, you able to finish Last of Us 2? I mean I mean which I still and, got and that, that game was a grind. <laughs> I will admit that. I liked I, I loved the game, but yeah, right, you, see, you, was, you, <laughs> you like my you like the emoji I, I made, right? <laughs> but no, I mean I, I know I need to finish God of War. I, I know I need to finish it, you know, and it, and, and and the reason why I actually finished uh uh, Last of Us 2, I mean, my wife was beating me up over it because she was like, you let Jack move, you let uh, Broken Games, you let all of them beat that game, and you say you was going to beat that game as soon as you beat it. I ain't oh, even have the wife. Man, she, you got your man card wow. cool. Hey, she, wow. hey, she did. I, and no lie, she said, I was going to watch your stream, but your ass was taking too long, so oh, I ended up watching oh, their bro. stream. And oh, I was like, oh, so I was like, so... So I was like, so I was like, oh, so you cheating on me on the streams? Like, oh, and she no. was like, and she was like, yes, because you ain't want to finish it. So. She went, she went and got a side stream. And man, she got a side stream. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, come on, look, you have a son, so we know you like to finish. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta finish it. So. Yo, on. man, that's what she did. She said I had to watch other people's streams because you didn't finish the game. Because because when, when I because when I bought when I um when I had Last of Us one, I, I could not put that game down. But for some reason, I put the second one down. I should not have. But 
It's like, yo, like the first one, and she it, literally, when I got off work, this was before, you know, I was streaming. When I got off work, that's all I did. I played the game. She's laid right there on the couch and watched me finish it, and she fell in love with the series. Well, I can't call the series only two games, but she fell in love with the game, and she was waiting for me to, to do the second one so she could watch that one as well, and, and now cool. I just did well, apparently, she's streaming out there and found a side streamer, bro. Right, she found a side streamer. Apparently, going to the MLB series is two games. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, Quayfay said, don't play another game until I finish God of War. Okay. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, they actually showed my emote, so I put this emote. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's see. What else I, what else I, I wanted to show? I think that was, that was pretty much it. Oh, yeah. Pooh did say. Can we get another Uncharted? The way Uncharted 4 ended, I'm wait, not sure. Wait, but you're going to get an Indiana Jones game, apparently. Microsoft. You know what? Yeah. I, I'm going to talk about that when I get more information about that. I did see that. That might be a good game. Yeah, because I was I was going back. I went down that rabbit hole looking, up, looking over past games and talking about Tomb Raider mechanics and then Uncharted. And then it was Uncharted versus Tomb Raider. But they both spawned from Indiana Jones, and here we got right. Indiana Jones. And then just recently released Hitman, which I, Hitman Three, which I beat. And yeah, you beat that my, already? Yeah. It's, it's, oh it's, yeah, they did say it was a short game. That's right. That's yeah. right. But here's the thing: they're moving on to work on 007. So that's where Hitman spawned it. And I went down that rabbit hole in the middle of the night last night, looking at the uh, the soundtrack from um, Blood Money. Apparently, the song that, that 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 one of the assassins sings in it that sings horribly uh, was supposed to be it's it's appropriately named "Tomorrow Never Dies." It was supposed to be on the soundtrack of the of the movie back in '97, but they gave it to Cheryl Crow instead of this other, and then this one was better. But anyway, all these games spawn from, and it seems like those games are starting to come back out, like 007 and Indiana Jones. So it's I, I am patiently waiting to see what these are gonna look like. Yeah, I, I am too. I, I think it's gonna be pretty interesting. But like I said, when it comes to like like on with you guys the same way as far as the devs or whatever, um, devs are always gonna get the short end of the stick. And um, these these guys who want it, Cyberpunk was literally um, uh, it was a victim of trying to get Christmas money. That's that's the reason why that's the reason why Cyberpunk came out at the time it did because they wanted to get money off the, the off of Christmas instead of finishing the game and uh, they succeeded because a lot of people bought the game but the game just came out terrible. Who talking yeah. about we must bring the pain? We brought the pain. We beat y'all in Philly, remember? <laughs> now nah, he, he talking about Max Payne. Max I don't Payne, know what he's talking about? I'm just saying. Ma- Max Payne could use another game. Max Payne three was great. I need to stream that game now. If you want me to stream a game, Quayface, I'll stream Max Payne three. That's that's great. Oh, um, speaking of the emotes, if you guys, if you're on, um, I think it's tier one. I have to clip that emote. I want to put that up here. So I know because Pooh just uh, clipped something. So if you guys want to see something clipped, you know, you can put the emote out. It says clip that. And uh, there it is, right? Uh, not Double Dragon. Who cares about that? But um, there's the wow. clip that. <laughs> wow. There's the clip that emote if you want to uh, uh, want something clipped. But no, like seriously, Double Dragon, I would like to see another one because Streets of Rage 4. Um, they did do that, and Streets of Rage 4 was actually pretty good, so it was nice to see another Double Dragon. Matter of fact, it, oh, wait a minute. Just a did another... Drama. No, no, uh-huh. not... Did another Double Dragon just come out? 
Yeah, it was Double Dragon 4, and it looked like neon, whatever. It looked stupid. Hey, let me look it that up. Hold on. They made it in the mold of Double... Now, actually, it was Double Dragon 5, because there was a 4. Yeah, it out. was a 4. A 4 came out on Super Nintendo. I do remember like that. Super Double Dragon. Right. Like, uh, it was called Super actually, Double Dragon... No, Actually did like wait a minute, wait a minute. No. Super Double um Double Dragon 4 did come out for the PlayStation 4 in 2017. That's what it is. So a so, new one did come out recently. Yeah, and they made it retro style. Yeah, well. yeah, because it came out on the PS4, Microsoft Windows, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. So mm -hmm. complimentary, yeah, another one did come out. Damn. I didn't even know that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Some bitterness coming from us. Wow. Mm, okay. You, you gonna handle that? Do what? Talking about uh, spe spectacular pool, Optimus pool, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you know what, man? I hope you get your ass handed to you in King of Fighters again. Hey, oh, man, my. don't talk. Hey, wait a minute. Oh, hey, 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 King of Fighters 13 was whooping. Hey, I ain't gonna lie, man. I ain't gonna lie. Hey, that game was tough at the end of that game, man. That one, and what was that? Oh, oh, also in um, Cal Conference SNK2, I was getting whooped in that game. I ended up beating them. That's, that's the important part. But yeah, shut up. Um, <laughs> Anything else y'all got before we go? I mean, because I. Well, I guess I, I was I, supposed to. Um, oh, yeah. Sing, mm -hmm. But I don't think it was sing Can You Stand the Rain tonight. I'm not going to sing that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You did say you was going to sing that. I'm right. not going to sing that. Are well, you supposed to roast people tonight? I was, but I mean, we kind of talk more analytically about that game. So this man just went soft on us. That's crazy. Tell DJ to shout. Um, he said, "Nah, Bills, not Bills, what? Roaster? I mean, bro, look, man, I there's gonna be even bigger roles if they win the Super Bowl, right? Trust me, trust me, believe they win the Super Bowl. It's gonna be a ridiculous roast." I really so, think, the, all, all seriousness though, I think this is going to be a very good Super Bowl. It is. This I'm has the making to be. Guys, this, this, this has a real. That's making to be a really good one. Seriously, looking at the two teams and and what they bring to the table, this this could be an all time great Super Bowl. And and to be honest with you, it hasn't been. It's probably been like one or two for the past 15, 20 years. Like a really good one. I think this might be the one. Because I don't see either team actually blowing the other team out, or I don't see you know um, many mistakes happening in this game. This could be a really good one. Boo! That's no, I'm not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm that's not even. Gonna, I'm not. I'm not even put that on the screen. I'm not putting that on the screen. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. And I'm, 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 not, I'm not gonna entertain that. I'm not. I'm. A, I'm gonna just sidestep. I'm a euro step that one. Um. James Harden Euro stepped that one. Uh, Jay, you travel too. Uh, <laughs> what do you think? I'm trying to think of a song to sing. I can't think of one. Mm. There's so many. Wait a minute. Jodeci Jod 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 would be kind of. Uh, oh, you think about what you could sing on the next one? Not no, now. I mean, we got a good 15 yeah, minutes. We got a good. Can you stand the rain? But I'll sing something else. I'm just trying to think of something else. Yeah, we got we got we got another fifteen. We got fifteen minutes left, so I mean, you see. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a song like um, concert. I, I know, right? Um, oh, I was chilling with this chick the other day. 
Oh, he about, to, he, about, he about to make love to us. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold what? up. You about to... Nah. He about to make yeah, love to his... He about to Johnny Gill us. Oh, oh, get out of here. What? He's going to sing some candy drops in front of a bunch of men. DJ, you want me to sing Can You Stand the Rain? What the fuck am I going to say? Whatever, but... What the fuck am I going to say? What am I going to say? Lean on me? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. He says, "Step in the name of love." Fuck yeah, off. I, I don't see any women in the chat. Who, who, who's going to sing our Kelly song nowadays? I mean, oh, oh, oh well, well, shit. My mind is telling me something. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. No, nah, you sang that, that, bro. No, no, nah, nah, you you sang that song. You ass getting muted. Dude, we're not singing that song. <laughs> no, I I caught on to that. I caught on to that. I'm here calling. <laughs> That's how you sound. Wait, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. A lot of R. Kelly songs have subliminal messages in them just about little girls. And you <laughs> <laughs> They really did. I just thought about right. that. Um, really? I never thought about that. <laughs> Fucking full of shit. He would have released a, he would have released a single called Golden Showers if he man, stop, man. <laughs> <laughs> but it's my no, I had to mute him on that one, bro. No, I just man. Golden shot. I had to mute you on that one, bro. Give you 30 seconds, man. Get your mind right, man. That's gross. <laughs> oh, well, well I, can, I, can, I can sing this since you just got muted. What can I say? What can I do to show how much I think about muting you? <laughs> what can I say? What can I do to show how much I think about muting you? Oh, why are you go. singing to me now? That's because he muted you. That's, that's <laughs> so gay. You what? Who am I singing? Can you stand the rain? No. Am I wait, singing to the atmosphere? No. And didn't he ask you to sing that song? <laughs> I didn't ask that song. That was requested by somebody in the chat on my stream. Hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute, what kind of song is this, Pooh? I never heard of this. Take my orange juice. Yo, that's weird. Bad Pooh memory. What kind of song is that? That happened like last week or something. Bills, <laughs> <laughs> you okay? You knocking over stuff. Take my orange juice, bro. You, we need to have an intervention for Pooh. What the fuck was that? That's what I'm trying to find out. What? The... I never heard of that before. Is that a song? Is that really a song, bro? Take my orange. I'm like, I can't even believe this phrase. Oh. There you go. There, 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 there you go. There, there, there you go. Um, Bills. Here's an emote for you. There's the emote for you right there. That's that. You got the singing microphone. There you go. Fucking take my orange juice. That 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 sounds like something that happened to Pooh last week. Yeah, I'm about to say like. I'll tell you something. Pooh's fan base can't sing. We are the champions, my friends. <laughs> there we it go. We'll keep on fighting till the end. Da, da, da. We are the champions. We. I don't want my Freddie Mercury. I ain't doing nothing. 
Okay. Man, hold on. I'm about, I, 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 Take my minute maid. If you have can't sing that song either. <laughs> wait a minute. What is he? Well, oh, wait a minute. What is he talking? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What is he talking about? Given up a twenty-eight to three lead. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? What? What is all this food talk? Once in his life, and then he tried to sing it when the soccer team. <laughs> <laughs> So what 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 Pooh's talking about? He talking about all he had was water. Oh, bro, that that'd be R. Kelly's new single, "Take My Minute Maid." <laughs> you giving that man too much? Um, oh god, you giving that man too much? Um, uh, too many ideas. He's probably listening right now. You know that would be a good idea. Yeah, you know. Take my minute maid. Take my minute. Oh boy. Take all my right, minute maid. Take take my minute maid in one minute. Yes, yeah, I, had a free show. I wasn't even singing for real, so. Shit. No, no man, but all seriously. I was, because that's the best I can do. <laughs> no, man, I mean, it's like, it's just like, I, um, just like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Antonio Wilson. He hasn't said nothing in a while. He said, you got a very good voice, man. Yeah, that's what's up. Appreciate I think you can say it's awesome. Appreciate it. Which person he's talking about? He wasn't being specific because we both sang. Oh, get the. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually held the high note at one point, so I, I'm just saying. Well, you know, it ain't gonna um, be an overall competition. I, Bills will. I already said Bills will sing circles around everybody here, but just for that one moment, I held the high note. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> be, 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 before we before we before we get out of here, Bills, what you got, man? Another song. Um, yeah, it was fun, and this weekend's gonna suck because there's no football. Hey, right. It was a UFC event this past weekend, so we don't have one of those. Mm. Um, I don't really know what to say about this weekend. I mean, Royal Rumble's on Sunday. Don't not really. Not excited about that. Uh, looking forward to two weeks from now. I mean, what's the Pro Bowl on this weekend? They're going to be playing virtually. There's not going to be a real Pro Bowl. Oh, shit. Like, like who? Like, who, who's really? like, Seriously. Yeah, it's good. they were going to be playing each other in May. I might actually Bowl. watch that. I might actually watch that. That's I'm not, I'm not, you, know, you know, I'm not going to get into this because I know um, Quayface put this in the Discord earlier about how bad that the uh, Madden champions were. He put in the Discord. Some of those games actually was pretty entertaining to watch. It was I like least... watching people play Madden that play it. Like, I watch NYK's videos, or I can watch NYK's videos all day. Right. But the people who play, like, shit heels. I can't watch them. Right. There were some people that were actually playing. I mean, it wasn't the best football, but when I was watching it, I was watching it, and it was not as, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't a lot of cheese. I'll just say that. It was actually pretty decent. Like, the only problem that I had with the game, the, the guys who were playing, a lot of people was rolling out a little bit too much. But I will yeah. say they, they, they rolled out to the right a little bit too much. But I will say they did play, you know, 
with some logic and common sense, they actually threw the ball away when they were supposed to. Like if they'll go out against, you know, they actually played with some sense, and I, I, I can respect that. If the Pro Bowlers are going to play, I might watch that. I honestly, be interesting. I, I can't lie. I, I probably watch that. Yeah, because I, I, to be honest with you, it'd probably be more, uh, more entertaining than the actual Pro Bowl. At least you see real hitting. Right? Yeah, exactly. Because the pro, the, the the Pro Bowl, man, they try to make it better, but it's been ass for like the past. You can't years. blitz. Um, you can't run zone. Yeah, Which, it, honestly, it, if you ran zone, wouldn't uh, that be safer than you would think? Wait, man, you know what we forgot to talk about? What? John Madden's asinine statement. Oh. 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 We, we can touch on that. We, I mean, if y'all want to do it in four, that's fine. He's senile. He's senile. That's what. He's senile. He's senile. That's all I got. He's senile. It is now complete. Let me see if I can pull it up. John Madden himself is now not Sim. Now, now here's my thing, right? (laughs) Now, if they would have kept that man around to talk football and better the game, maybe his mental awareness would be in a better spot right now because when you do mentally stimulating things later in life, like playing checkers and things like that to keep your brain going, you know, it, it talk, helps uh, you fight off dementia and things like that. Let's touch on this real quick. Yeah. John Madden on Madden, the early day. No, this is old. I'm That's sorry. what yeah, I'm about to say. That looked like an old picture. That was, that was <laughs> our most like when he was 60 back in 2000. Hold on. I can't. I thought that was it. Let me, let me find it. Hold on. What? I got it if you can inform it. Yeah, I just want to put it on the screen. Yeah, that's... that's... Sorry about that, everybody. And it's funny. I wouldn't think it would actually catch up to him, but it did. I'm like, You know what I would do? I would kind of do the same thing that I thought when we first started this. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Yep, that's it right here. All right, let me pull it up so y'all can see this real quick. It says John Madden has an. Uh, we can block that. Yeah. It says John Madden has an interesting suggestion for NFL teams. It says in this day and he said, but the NFL uh, legend believes that Mad NFL series could potentially cross over to on the field product. He says suggested that chips can use the video game series to prepare for opponents. And that's how analytics got into the fucking game. Yeah, this is not good. I like NBA Two K. But I don't even recommend using NBA 2K to no. scout or teams. It's the other way around if you're a game. Well, yeah, says, I, I, I can't lie. I can't lie. LeBron says he does it, which is not I, 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 yeah, I can't. I can't say that. that. Memory, so. No, but but still, honestly, I just can't see how they well, do it. I, I don't know. Large version anyway. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you can't do it on next Oh, wow. But here's the thing with 2K, you have the tools where what's in real life is actually in the game. Well, yeah, we couldn't do it on next gen. So. In Madden yeah. scenario, a team like the Las Vegas Raiders going up against Kansas City will play a video game and simulate going up against opposing offenses and defenses. After playing, teams will review what worked and what didn't in the simulation. You can't do that. Because <laughs> they can't because you know... You can't no. because they don't run like they exactly. real counterparts. Exactly. It's not even the execution of the plays. It's literally how they script the plays, the plays they call, when they call them. It wouldn't work. And Bro, this is a this, nice roll. This is where it gets more egregious. 
He said, I will put a couple of young guys that are good, good Madden players and hire them and put them on my staff. And each week I would have them play our opponent. If the Raiders are playing Kansas City, I would would have one of them be the Raiders and one to be Kansas City. And then I will run our plays against their defense and their defense against our plays. And I would have them check, just check that out and then write up, this was good, this was bad. Had trouble with this here and there. There, I don't know how much I would use it, which was never. Um, but that's what I would do. <laughs> here's the question: uh, They just now fixed deep safeties, <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. Safeties were fucked up. He doesn't take into account this isn't your Madden, bro. This isn't Madden four. This isn't Madden right. five. You know what though? It's different Madden. Back back then, sense. back then you could have done could that. Do it. Yeah, you could. You can't do it now. Hell no. Because you know what? Defenses play like their counterparts back in those games, and they had different schemes in those games that actually they weren't all the schemes in the in the game in, in the NFL, but they had different ones that you could tell if you play against one team and you play against another, it's going to be a different game because they play different. This now it's not like that. This confirms the fact that he's had nothing to do with the game for years upon years upon years, has no idea what the state of the game is. And they yeah. haven't gone to him for any type of, okay, is this how this is supposed to work? Is this how that is supposed to work at any point? So that that's that's just what that confirms for me. And it's funny I mean, because they literally say, yeah, we still talk to Madden. Foolish. <laughs> yeah, but I think, yeah, I think you guys are exactly right. I don't think that Madden had his hand in this game in probably like 20 years. <laughs> Like said, probably yeah, I think I think Madden probably had his hand in the game probably around the N sixty four era, maybe PlayStation One, maybe early PlayStation Two. You can I think because you could tell he had his own commentary in Madden 04, which if you ran certain um, defenses, he will have his own commentary. I'm gonna have to stream that one day to show y'all what I mean. Like if you ran Cover Two and went in a practice. It was a whole setup where Madden would talk about what cover two did or cover three, what it did, what cover well, one did. Remember if you if you if you press Axe Madden, he would explain why you're running that play. Right. And he'd have it highlighted. Now they don't uh, No, it was just Ask Madden would just like Ask Madden would basically say, Hey, pick this play. <laughs> this, this, this this was supposed to be a semi road session is really just pissing me off because it's making me think of the days when he clearly did have a hand in the game, and he was explaining why he would run this play, what is supposed to happen on this play. Right. And it was much better when you vocally could hear it, not just some words on the screen. Now that I didn't do the words on the screen. And, 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 and Pooh is absolutely right. Like, nowadays, ask Madden to be picking the wrong shit. Like, I'll be honest. I'll be honest, though. <laughs> I, here's one thing I, I, I do on Next Gen that kind of gives me a bit, of, uh, bit more enjoyment. Um, I do go to the coach suggestions now, and believe it or not, they do have some. Really not a coach. I will agree. Not, that's not. That's I not. My that's my offense from that, and until I get in a position where I really have to open up the playbook, I literally call my whole offense from the coach suggestions. Now. That's not. That's not just a next gen thing. That's one thing I can say about Madden. Madden, um, when you use coach suggestions, they actually have logical plays to run in certain situations. They've been doing that for a while now. Um, probably at least since Madden 17. And, and no, that's no joke. It improved even more. Like, I, I, uh-huh. I literally pretty much only use 
um, coach suggestions unless it's like you know a third and seventeen or something like that. If it's third, obviously going to pass, right? Exactly, but. A lot of times, if you use coach suggestions, it actually kind of feels like you're a quarterback. You get three plays. I mean, obviously, you could scroll, but it's kind of it's kind of nice to play like that too. Defensively, I'm a, I don't do it too much, but offensively, I, I pretty much primarily use that. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Ask Madden probably haven't been really effective since probably like Madden 12, Madden 25 ish, and right, that yeah. was that that was back on the PS3. I'm not talking about the current ones. Like Ask Madden just been almost a death sentence half the time when you run those plays. Yo, I, I got a story for y'all. So I remember one of the first times I played Madden was at my my cousin's house, and his friend was over there, and I'm talking about my grown cousin. Like I was like 12, he's like fucking you know like 20, 21. And his boy was over there, and they were playing Madden. So I kept asking, can I play, can I play, can I play? So I didn't really know much about football, but I would press ass Madden because it would always tell you the best play to run. I just keep pressing it, right? Bro, I was whooping his ass. He got so bitter, you keep pressing ass Madden. No, it was easy to beat somebody when you press it. I was like, bro, I got to execute the play too, bro. That's why you don't got to execute the play. Right, you right, right. And the situation doesn't mean I'm not executing it. I have to execute the play too. Bro, he's getting destroyed, yo. I'm like, crazy. Mad at kid. I'm like 12, and you're, you're getting mad at me because you're getting your ass whooped. Like, nah, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, well, uh, Ass Madden used to be effective, but I mean, like, the last few years, Ass Madden's like, you know, all right. Yeah, you he know, is Ass Madden. <laughs> we don't need to Ass Madden anymore, barely. Yeah, I don't, and to be honest with you, I don't think they have been asking Madden at all if you have these type <laughs> of. Uh, you know, yeah, nah, if you got these, if you, if you got. If you got this article up here that they're saying that he has a suggestion, like, yo, were you suggesting anything on this game for the past 15, 20 years, sir? Because, like... I mean, you, it, it's so weird. Like, I was talking to DJ now. Next-gen 2K is starting to catch up with last-gen 2K as far as their strategic, you know, how they make adjustments in defending certain players on your team, right? And the issue is you would think now that they have coach suggestions – a lot of that stuff would be based on info that they get. Like, what does this team run on second down? Or, you know, like, what did they run in second and five all last year? What did they run on second down if they had an incompletion of first down? What do they run on third and short, right? And then your coach suggesting some really come from there. Right. Or if you're on the defensive side, it should be a suggestion based on what the other team is going to run offensively. But the thing is, when you take all those teacher tools out, the things that teach people football, and you just play and give them football, and you know, here's real football. That's how it gets taken out because there are no tools to want to make them want to learn. Right. They, you know, if if they go into the trainer, which they never advertise, right? I mean, let's be honest. Anything that Madden advertises, the casuals gonna they're gonna automatically gravitate to. If you advertise a training mode. They will gravitate towards that training mode. And you know how you can reward them? You can reward them with their mutt cards that they want. But you should push them towards that training mode, towards that tutorial mode that teaches them football and teaches them why the shit is in the game, why it's important, and how to use those mechanics. And if you did that, I guarantee you, oh, hey, at the end of this tutorial, you get some fucking mutt cards. Everybody would do it that plays mutt. And that would be an easy way to nip this shit in the button. You'd never have to take it out of the game. Yeah, that's true. I agree. Um, anything else y'all got before we go? Past the two hour mark. I'm gonna uh, get ready to <clears throat> close it out. Uh, yeah, what you got? Anything, Bills? Nothing. I mean, DJ. Nah, nothing else to add. You like, got anything, Bills? 
No, um, other than the fact that Houston is my league pass team this year, I just wanted to um, shout them out since they have Oladipo now. They're looking pretty good. So Yeah, I'm watching the game right now. It's, okay. it's been sloppy for the last <laughs> a quarter or so. Right. Right. All right, well, we're going to go ahead and slide up out of here, man. This has turned out to be a really good episode. Shout out to everybody who got a sub. You know, that was my way of thanking you guys for coming over. This turned out to be a really good episode talking about Kobe, talking about the upcoming Super Bowl, talking about the devs. We talked about a few other things. That's how we always do. Had a few laughs, had a few, you know, good times. We always do that. Um, I hope you guys come back again on Thursday. We'll be doing another episode. We'll probably uh, touch more into the the, uh, the Madden thing, but he thinks about the, the players. There's more to that that I wouldn't mind talking about, about just the development of Madden and why it's so out of touch that – John Madden had to make that statement because that, that it, like you said, Bills, it's a reason. It's a reason why he made that statement, and it's very telling that he t- made that statement as well. So we'll we'll probably get into that. Um, like I said, we're gonna be over here on Twitch. I will upload this onto YouTube um, probably later on tonight. It'll probably go straight over there once we finish here. So if you guys want to watch it again over there, that's great. It's still gonna be over here on the VOD on twitch as well but it's going to be everywhere on both it's going to be on both uh areas so you guys could catch that and it's also going to be everywhere because it's going to be on itunes google play soundcloud and um spotify all that is going to be there is going to be there as well so if you don't want to uh watch us again you can listen to us so i highly recommend any of these avenues you know because we always get the great content here and uh i guess that's going to be it man uh uh, you guys need to check out these guys' Twitch channels, um, Evo325, that's uh, DJ's Twitch, Bill's Twitch is uh, JMB3293, which is right there. Since you're already over here on Twitch, you can go over there and follow their channels. Why not? Sounds like a good idea. All right, we're going to slide. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, we're going to slide up out of here, and we're going to get on, get ghosts and pull you in this infatuation with R. Kelly. You got you need to stop in prison. Wait, the jokes like, just keep coming already with in, you, right? You're already in Philly, so you go. <clears throat> right. All right, y'all. We're going to get up out of here. You guys be easy, be safe. We will see you guys next time. I'll probably be streaming sometime tomorrow. I know DJ is going to be streaming as well, so catch so both our channels. Right. So. uh We'll see you guys then. All right. Peace. Thank you, Obi. It was a... Wait a minute. I got a rise out of you. Good night. 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 Good night.